Oh. Hi right, guys, so good morning. How good morning. Good morning. I honestly I feel like it's been so long since like I've sat down to talk to any adult, just like have a conversation and like that's it. <laughs> um I talked to I talked to Rance a good bit because he and I will play Apex together. But like Mick, I've I haven't seen you in months, man. How you been? Uh, I've been great, you know, busy, 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 or at yeah. least that's how it feels on my end. It, it's probably really not like busy to, you know, people who actually do things. But for a guy who plays a lot of video games, God, just busy, busy, busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, too, that's the nature of like staying at home a lot of the time now. Sure. Uh, yeah. Especially as we come come hopefully towards the what we want to be the tail end of the epidemic or the, yes. of the pandemic. Uh, that busyness has taken on an entirely different perspective and definition with, especially with our capacity to do certain kinds of work um, and to embroil ourselves in some interests. Busy is totally different now than it was two years ago to me. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I do find that I spend so much time now, like working on things and planning out and you know th than i ever did before even like when i first started streaming and stuff like that i feel like now i'm constantly like okay what am i going to be doing you know x weeks down the road like what do i want to get in the plan for stuff you know plus i've got like other things starting up soon so yeah it's it's good it's also weird like it's one of those things where i don't think i'll ever go back to pre-pandemic life where it was like this didn't really do anything it felt like. And now I'm just like, nope, I don't ever leave the house, but I'm working on stuff constantly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that a lot. I like that the idea, and I think you're absolutely right, is that we're never going to go back to a pre-pandemic life. We're just going to have a new normal once we come out the other side of this tunnel, mm -hmm. which I've been doing some reading on um, – like some some vaccine similarities between like this and polio and this and anthrax mm. polio from like the national side and anthrax from like the dod side of the house i, I don't remember what year it was I, i'm blanking on it but um just like how president biden mandated the um the vaccine for like military members and federal mm. employees the same thing happened with anthrax a few years back and you just had a mass exodus from the military and from from federal employees and so mm -hmm. like i'm kind of not hoping obviously but i'm wondering like what that's going to look like in, in a couple months as this deadline hits and people are not getting vaccinated yeah yeah it, it's going to be interesting for sure i um i've been kind of blown away at the reaction to the vaccine and stuff yeah. um and and mostly because like I remember, and Rance is also old, so he can probably remember this as well. Damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember, like, I had to have specific vaccines to go to elementary school. Like, I could not attend right. without having them. You know, my wife, uh, when she went to college the first time, had to have vaccines like they mm -hmm. she went in and got like three jabs in, in one day and like the you know my older brother graham you know this you're in the military like my older brother when he was in in the army like he's like <laughs> yeah they send you in yeah. they call it nut to butt you line up yeah. and they just and that's exactly what it is you are literally nut to butt and they're just people on both sides of you like <laughs> yep you're going down an assembly line well first person's wiping each arm the second person's like this is what this is <laughs> You know, and you're just going about your day. You're just like, all right, I, don't, I have no idea what I got. 
I feel like I, I could so. be Captain America by the time I come out with one. You know, like. actually, I was actually talking to my mom the other day, and uh, being being the old man that I am, my mom is you know <laughs> she's getting close to eighty, and um, she was telling me about like when they were in school, polio vaccine was just given. There was there was no parental consent. There was yep. nothing sent home. It was like get in the line. Here you go. Eat this thing. You're done. Thank you. Yep. And and that was it. Uh, obviously, we're in an era now where where information spreads so much more quickly, mm-hmm. and it's not just this, um, uh, you know, this this blue printed sheet sent home. <laughs> um, yeah. And and obviously, with that too, misinformation can spread. Yes. We're all in the you know we all have immediate access to the internet. Um, and can find out what we want, but that also like brings in this new era of personal consent to some things, which mm-hmm. sometimes can be, you know, uh, some people can can hoist up and and you know get behind, and others are like, oh, maybe there's a lot more, maybe there's a lot more uh, specificity going on here, especially when it comes to the consent of uh, a vaccine for the safety of others and stuff like that. So. It is interesting. I think it's all based around information spread and the, the rapidity of information spread. Yeah, I could agree with that for sure. Um, particularly like the misinformation. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's wild. Like get, I, I get get vaccinated. Okay, yes, just, please just, just get vaccinated. I, I had a conversation. This is this has been months and months ago now, but I had a conversation with a friend of mine. Um, I think this is after I got the first shot, or like I had had it scheduled, or something like that. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to get it. I'm like, what? Why? And he's like, well, I have type A blood, which means that I have more of a natural immunity to COVID anyway. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. And he's like, plus, I'm a conspiracy theorist. What if you get this vaccine and then you guys are all dead six months later? Who's laughing then? I'm like, well, honestly, if that's the case, I'll be fucking dead. So yeah. who gives a shit? Who's laughing um, now? Yeah. And, you know, I was just like, Get the fucking vaccine. I like I, I I like that someone at least straight up admits to you their irresponsibility as an information holder and spreader. I am a conspiracy theorist, so it's like a part of their personal identity yeah. at this point. Uh, he smokes so much weed, and I don't want to say there's a correlation <laughs> between. He's thinking the two very deeply. Yeah, a lot of the time. Um, no, I, and again, I haven't talked about it to him since that conversation um so i don't know if he's changed well, hopefully his he has i hope he has too have um, you guys you know but have you guys seen um the Nicki minaj tweet oh, about oh god that? no yes. i haven't so oh, holy so shit. i heard yeah, about it but i have not right seen. now so i can get the exact verbiage when I saw the tweet, I was like, this is so much like my dad works at Nintendo kind of thing. Or like my uncle works at Nintendo and he knows about the new Legend of Zelda on the yeah. Super Nintendo. Like didn't that's what it felt like to say, me. Didn't we all say something like that when we were kids? Oh, yeah. Did you? I mean, did you guys ever lie about having a connection? No. Uh, I'm sure yeah. I, I'm sure I did. <laughs> I, I don't think I did. I'm sure that I'm sure that one of my uncles worked at Microsoft and I was playing Halo against people older than me that would just My be- uncle works at Microsoft and I'm gonna get him to ban your fucking screen name and camping piece of shit. You teabagged me, you're gonna get banned you, off of Xbox we used to, Live. I Bill Gates I, is my uncle. Bill Gates is my uncle. I used to have a um uh I, I, I never had a Super Nintendo growing up, so I went from the Nintendo straight to the PlayStation. 
And I got a Nintendo late as well. And I skipped over the Super Nintendo, but I didn't want to be the kid at school who didn't have a Super Nintendo. <laughs> told everybody. Yes. So I told everybody a Super Nintendo, which is really weird when you begin asking people to come like spend the night at your house and you have to figure out like, how the hell do I get a Super Nintendo? <laughs> so then you have to begin making up reasons why that Super Nintendo is not in your house. Like the first time it's like, oh yeah, my cousin borrowed it. I don't have a fucking cousin anywhere near where I live. My cousin borrowed it. Like how, when's the last time you've let anybody borrow any of your consoles? I just like uh, to imagine young rants. <laughs> like friday afternoon oh god i'm gonna figure out yeah to... oh, just sweating in the then, last class of the day being like oh god what do, it's in what the is, shop that's all it's, it's in the shop well one time a kid came over he's like so do you got your got your super nintendo and i was like i got in trouble really bad and my parents <laughs> put it in the attic and i was like i was like that was the perfect excuse because then they couldn't, it's like, what are they going to do? Are they going to look at my parents and be like, so I heard Randy in trouble and now he can't play his Super Nintendo. It's in the attic. Did you put it there? But that was sort of the end. I realized this is getting too, um, this, my control over this information is getting out of my hands. <laughs> and so I need to just either stop inviting people over or get a Super Nintendo. Yes. And then you got the PlayStation. But then I got the PlayStation. Everything's <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's fine. Nice. Oh, my God. So I got, I got the tweet pulled up now. Are you ready for this? Yes. Yes. Okay. From Nicki Minaj uh, on the 13th of September. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on with it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. And tweet what oh, that's what she that's yeah so her cousin in trinidad won't get it because her cousin's friend became impotent after getting the vaccine right and his so testicles the... are huge and swollen um <laughs> go, go ahead Mick. <laughs> my, my wife told me that the trinidadian government actually had to get involved or not had to but they did get involved and they were like uh yep no one's reported that this was a side effect or a thing that happened. We've had zero people report that they had this happen. Uh, and it's just like, <laughs> wow, what awesome. reach do you have? Um, it sounds so, like the, the vaccine slash COVID deniers version of Ant-Man's friends storytelling. Yes. Well, well what, one of the best parts. My cousin is that had a friend. Who got the yeah. vaccine and then his testicles swelled up and he's impotent now. Yeah, it's, it sounds like any good story. Like especially from um, <laughs> from Nicki Minaj, with like my cousin's friend, or like yep. you know, like how people can't be racist because like their sister's married to someone, or yes. like yep. their sister's yep. friend, you know, whatever. It, it's kind of got like one of those aspects what? to the storytelling. And then um, I just love that the other like the top comment is like, "Nah, that man, that man lied about COVID or the the vaccine because he didn't want to admit that he was sleeping around and <laughs> got an yep. STD." There you go. Yeah. That's that is precisely it. That is it, it's <laughs> it, it, it's so like staring you in the face. Obvious people are like, nah, that's gonorrhea, dog. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody say uh, that she has either like a documentary or a book or an album. She has something that's about to come out that she's about to release. So I saw people saying she probably does. She's just 
more than likely doing this to build buzz around her name yeah. for whatever she's got coming out, which might be true. But I did see something that somebody was like, she has something that's about to come out. So it's more than likely that because this just seems so fucking made up. Like you said, it's like, you know, fucking 12 degrees away from her. My cousin in another country's friend and look, it's like we, we've all played the telephone game at some point. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm going to tell you a story and then you're going to tell it to someone else. You're going to tell it to someone else. And eventually it's going to not even be and, half of what the truth is. And you know what? We don't know what, what cousins do. They take your Super Nintendo for the weekend. They take your Super Nintendo they and sure prevent do. Rance's and, friends from enjoying some and, Super Mario. And, and, then, their balls and then they got in very trouble, big. So they got put in and the, the attic by their parents. Yep. <laughs> their balls got humongous and they became impotent because they couldn't play Rance's Super Nintendo. That's, That's right. There it is. Gosh, F Zero was such an such an is such a need for me that I had to get grounded to keep from playing it. I <laughs> I actually never played f-zero until i got the um super nintendo classic like i only played um super mario brothers super mario all-stars <laughs> um this like stupid like where's mario game it's like where's waldo but with mario when you're running around town there's like luigi and i don't remember anything mario's about missing it. yeah, yeah mario's yeah. missing that's what it was yeah <laughs> um and then obviously like earthbound and chrono trigger i was and- Lutea. dog shit basically any mario game and i still am i am i can die at the first goomba because i press jump at the wrong time yeah. no! <laughs> no! it's so icy and slippery like to play those games you slide so much i'm much better at like mega man but yeah. i can't i i am notoriously mario games i um i remember seeing Star Fox as a child and being like Video games will never look more real than Star Fox on the Super Nintendo. And now if you go back and look at the graphics in Star Fox, it'll feel like your eyes are bleeding and falling out of your head yeah. because holy shit. I I um I use a lot of Final Fantasy games as like my my marker point. Yeah. I remember when Final <laughs> Fantasy 7 came out and I'm like, "Oh, it's they, so they have 3D." Oh, it's so realistic, and like it's obviously not, but it's yeah. just the fact that they look like people and not pixels now. They look like little little block dudes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's I mean, like you know, this is this is how cool we thought Sephiroth looked, is because he looked like this, and he was just like the coolest fucking dude in the entire world, and he's literally a polygon man. Like I one, I love that you have a Final Fantasy like character right next to you because so do I. Hey, nice. I have two, actually. Nice. <laughs> um, two, I love that you specifically have, like, the proper Sephiroth and not, yes. like, some, like... Not, like, some, like, beautiful... Yeah, no, um, the real Sephiroth. <laughs> I, I remember, though, it's it's funny. Uh, one of the things that I got really uh, sad about uh, as a nostalgia boy, and I know we haven't even gotten, like, the topic of what we're talking no, about yet, but I love this. Uh, as a nostalgia boy, I got really sad when Remake came out, when Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, because while I identified that it was an entirely different game, one of the things that makes Final Fantasy VII look still so beautiful today are those hand-painted backgrounds. I do agree with that. They and look phenomenal. They, I, they're linked to so much nostalgia for me, and I love seeing ways that old games manage to get around uh, graphical limitations. Yep. And the idea that every one of those backgrounds was hand-painted is just – I would love to go to a gallery and just see those, see the originals. Yeah. 
I totally understand that, but if I'm if I'm honest, I had a boner that did not go away for several days when remake was announced. Like I I was just like a dinosaur bone. Six it to was, twelve as uh, yeah, six to midnight. I was, was. Just, no, Rance, you, you still haven't played it yet, right? Uh, I have played the first like few hours of it. Uh, I, it so came good. it came out at a time where I just was not playing many games. And right sure. now my PlayStation 4 is not very reliable. Uh, I'm actually finding my ability to play longer games right now very limited. And I'm not sure why. And I'm not sure if that's a side effect of uh, pandemic-related restlessness or if it's just who I am as a gamer right now. Sure. Um, but even something like Mass Effect Legacy or Legendary Edition, which I really want to play, I'm hesitant to buy because I don't even know if I can put 45, 50 hours into a game like that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, no, I haven't played it yet. I played like, I mean, and I loved what I played. I, I think it's, um, its mechanics are phenomenal. Uh, the, the modifications to the stories I've seen so far seem really cool. And I already love the very beginning with the Sephiroth connection being hinted uh, with uh, yeah. with Cloud even earlier than it was in the original game. Yeah, nice to and, see and, you, yeah. Cloud. <laughs> that, that's good. Thank I you. um and I think I've talked about it a little bit. Like, obviously, I'm not gonna get into spoilers, but you really, whenever you have time to to sit down and play through it, you should because um it's such a it opens up a whole new like door yeah. of possibilities with it that it it's definitely gonna be um uh it's gonna have the nostalgia factor as it goes on but it's but not also new be... but new stuff in it as yeah. well it, it, it should not be called final fantasy 7 remake it should be called final fantasy 7 reimagining or something like that. Yeah. i would i would love if there was <laughs> if they like had hinted that there's like a multiverse and that this is you know it's the same story but also completely different in a way <laughs> I, th- I just think you should play the game okay it's we'll, so good we'll talk. <laughs> cool. it's so good um, it's so so good yeah, I uh, I actually just rebeat um rebeat it on the on the PS5. And you guys hear my kids upstairs? <laughs> I rebeat nice. it. It's my favorite phrase. I, uh, yeah, and it's I, actually not super long either. Rants no, like it's, not, it's no, not not like no. fifty hours or anything. It's I think you could what like twenty maybe. I, I would say I would say depending on how many side quests, how much leveling you're doing and yeah. stuff like that. You could probably do mid twenties to low thirties. I think I am waiting on once I get my PS five at the, whatever day that happens in the future forever. Um, uh, I want to get that in Returnal just to like sit down and actually play some games. I, uh, I would definitely recommend the PS five version because when I got my PS five and I pop my PS four disc in, it you know boots up and gives me the, the PS five version of the game. Oh, that's phenomenal. Okay, yep. great. Yeah. And then, because now I'm getting a full 60 frames per second, no problem. And all the combat just looks so much smoother. So cool. Um, incredible. The, the graphics are just about the same, but that frame rate um, bump is really like what I like, especially like all the, the combat is very fast paced and fluid now. Yeah. That it, it really smooths out the process. And then you also have um, um, an alternate ending, not an alternate ending, but an additional ending now um, when you play not only the um ps5 version but then you also play the ps5 um exclusive dlc the episode yuffie which is only six hours seven hours long it's super short wow Um, that still seems like a lot actually like like especially the last dollar dlc so i think that gets appropriate yeah Yeah. um but then you actually have an additional ending to the end of remake part one um which is 
probably the prettiest cutscene that I've seen in the entire um, like in a long time mm-hmm. in video games, like maybe even ever. I, I yeah. would argue to say, um, but it uh, it really does a good job setting up everything else um, that that's to come. So I'm looking forward to it. I need to I I need to actually play it. Uh, I do. Have, I, you, I do. You need to get your shit together and play this game. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to say this about many games. But I, but I would to. say Final Fantasy VII Remake, if you're a fan of the original, I am. Is an I absolute, am. It's one of my favorite games. Is an absolute stop doing other things and play it. <laughs> and do this. Cool. What are you doing with your life what, right now? <laughs> what have I, what what have I chosen to do? <laughs> stop playing Apex. Play Final Fantasy VII <laughs> hey, Remake. Hey, no, Apex really satisfies like that 15-minute surge of Love. like, I've got 15-minute... Okay, I'm done now. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna go do something else. I, no, I would Hades, agree with you Hades because I also me. love Apex. But the problem is that you'll spend twelve of those fifteen minutes now trying to get into one game. <laughs> yeah, or or relogging back into yeah, the game. Relogging back in because you got kicked. Like the server issues am, right now are so bad. Am I allowed to be a reply guy for respawn now and be like, oh, "Fix your servers, dead game." Uh, uh, Hades is that for me? Mm-hmm. Like you can pick it up. I love. I'm like Hades obsessed with that game. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's so good. It's one of those things that, like, I don't, I've beaten it. I don't know why I keep playing it. I mean, there's stuff that I can still do, obviously. Like, oh, I can, I don't, fuck, I don't even know what I'm like unlocking out, but I still play it. It's so fun. I think, I think roguelikes actually may have been one of the reasons, or roguelites may have been one of the reasons that my, uh, my capacity for longer games has been reduced. That and, and playing battle royale games because I really do get these like 15 minute bursts of dopamine. Yeah. I, I've put a thousand hours. If like, literally 8,000 hours in the Binding of Isaac, and that's just on my computer. And then I've played it on, like, three other systems. Um, and I have it on the Switch. I have it on the PS4. I had it on the Xbox. Uh, and that turned into, like, playing Hades, playing um, uh, Risk of Rain and Risk of Rain 2. Like, I love these games that give you a whole experience in anywhere between 15 minutes and an hour. And I sometimes yeah, yeah. feel like that might have limited my ability to... Uh, to play and sit down with longer what I would now consider slow burn games, even though I know that they're action packed. Yeah, I can understand yeah. that. And that's um, that's something that's been like talked about a lot is the the shift in, in gaming with um, the battle royales, because it's not the they used to be like the FPS games like Call of Duty or Halo or Battlefield where, hey, you have eight, 10, 12, 15 minutes to play this match. But it was kind of repetitive because you were doing the same things. Mm-hmm. You knew where all the weapons spawned. You knew where the enemy teams were going to be. Whereas in a battle royale, people can drop wherever, and it's always a little bit different. Yeah. So you, you always you have like that constant um, refresh where it's not just the same thing over and over. Um, but you still get like that quick burst of like you said dopamine, which is what a lot of people seek. It's just yeah. like that quick. I yeah. 15, 20, 30 minutes. Let me get a game or two in that's how i feel with overwatch you know because like you've got the team dynamic that like that's constantly shifting and then if you're on the attack or the defense and and things like that it's um you know it's that quick hit you know plus playing with other people like because i don't i don't play other uh, other watch i don't play overwatch except with friends like Mm -hmm. that's literally the only way i Mm -hmm. play it like i never log on by myself and play it um think that's the nature of games like that too is that they're meant to be and i don't think i realized that until maybe the past three or four years like that there are some games that truly are better yes with, with others uh i remember reading reviews this game is better played multiplayer with other people and and like that never connected with me because i was always such a single player 
yeah gamer yeah uh and you're right overwatch is one of those games that i only ever play it mick if i'm playing with uh you know i just don't even have the urge to play it otherwise yeah no that that's where i'm at with it and it's one of those things like when it first came out i wasn't like super interested in playing it because well you know if i could be frank um my friends and i like my my I, and I hate like differentiating it like that, but my non-internet friends don't play video games the way I do. Like yes. they would never play Overwatch. Yep. But all the friends that I've made through like Twitch and stuff, I, I have several that like I can play Overwatch with. Um, of course, like me and my wife play it, and forever that's what we did because we would both play on console. We'd team up and play Overwatch together, which is awesome, and we have fun. And usually that's who I play with the most is, is her. But um, other than that, it's like none of my friends are into the games that I'm into, Mm -hmm. but my like internet friends are. So that's, that's opened up like a ton of doors um, for my gaming experience that normally I didn't have before. Yeah. I think maybe that's worth talking about then, like how we got, how how we all met because uh we did meet in a in a unique circumstance, and yeah. it was related to gaming and also content creation. Yes, I want to say that before we talk about it, that's probably the best segue back to the original topic that I've ever heard in my entire life. Yes, I'm sitting here reading like the the topics of discussion, <laughs> and you straight got on the segue and just. Well, you know what? As as someone who likes to think of himself as a podcaster, uh, I have yes. I but also recognizes his ability to just bullshit about any given topic for three hours. Yep. Yeah. I, I love there's this there's this meme that goes around that you always see. It's like every three or four months, and people are like, "What's one topic that you could talk about uninterrupted for thirty minutes?" I'm like, "Bro, open the book. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's just let's just, just just say hello, and we'll go from there." You yeah, know exactly. Like, <laughs> like thirty minutes. Come on, can you give me more time? Yeah. My my ongoing joke as as like a podcaster is, um, I, I'm like inevitably on any podcast or discussion that I'm on. If given the opportunity and I talk long enough, I will fucking just start talking about RoboCop for some reason. <laughs> like that seems to happen. Like every podcast I ever do, if like uh, it'll just eventually somehow RoboCop will be what talked about. Weird, what a weird thing to always. Come I back don't to. understand it myself, but I, that's I love that movie. It's a great movie. Um, <laughs> it is. But right. no, it, I so, mean, I, yeah. Anyway, Graham, as no, you're were. fine. So so. <laughs> So you're right. We did. We did meet. Um, I don't want to say auspicious, auspiciously. How do you say that word, Rance? Auspiciously. Auspiciously. Yes. Okay. I'm trying to add another S in there. Um, we all met on Twitch, right? Yes. Um, Rance and I were going like going through the the dates the other day, and it's been right at a year because it was um, what was it? It was uh like july august mm-hmm. that we met because that's when like um the last of us two came out and that's when i was streaming that and that's when you're right. i met you're right and i met mick like weeks later yeah um and actually like i uh i interacted with you mick a couple times but it wasn't until the first time that i was doing the um advice for small streamers from small streamers that i was like in chat hey if anyone wants to do this and you you reached out and you're like hey, i want to do this and at the time i i you know knew you and i liked our interactions but i don't i don't know this guy that well so i i don't remember if it was rants or if it was um d real dirty dipshit 
that, um, <laughs> that uh, I had asked, I was like, hey, how well do you know this guy? Is, is he good people? And whoever it was, was like, we're going to say it's me. We're going to yeah, say it was me. I, I, think, I think it was you. I'm trying to, get, I'm trying to give the other guy like some semblance of credit, no, I guess. You don't and have I shouldn't. But, um, but yeah, I remember reaching out. I was like, hey, is this, is this guy a good guy? And then obviously the answer was yes. I was like, all right, cool. Hey. And then and then Mick was my my unofficial co-host for for that for that show. <laughs> Happy yeah, well, to have been there. We all ended up meeting, uh, sort of like floating the same circles uh, as we were all streaming on Twitch. I know it was my first. It was my first, and I'm gonna say like only experience of streaming. Um, I was induced to the idea of streaming by my wife, actually, who streamed for about a year um, before I did. Uh, and was she she loved doing it, had a good time doing it. But I think streaming also has its own um, difficulties, challenges and advantages for uh, people of different genders. Uh, and when I say advantages, I'm not at all talking about like, well, girls get all the subs, oh not that. Jesus. But yeah. Rather, rather, um, you know, like, yeah, anybody says it's like, get out, get out of here. Um, but. You know, just this the different way that we interface with people. Um, yeah. So she did it for a while and then she had stopped just because life got a little too wild. And then I started and I met you, Graham, and I met Mick and Mick. I truly met. I think I might have met you guys just both absolutely randomly by searching stuff. You but definitely met me that way. I met you. I just one day I was like, um, I want to find somebody playing Castlevania Symphony tonight. And lo and behold found mick arcade who has grown into one of my dearest friends um <laughs> just because you were playing that game on that day at that time yeah um i think that's like the magic that you can have with twitch like and it always it doesn't necessarily happen all the time mm -hmm. but sometimes you know like some of like the closer friends that i've had is literally because somebody was like oh who's playing metal gear solid 2 today who's playing symphony of the night today you know who's playing uh you know last of us 2 today? like to me that's that's where it's like mm. kind of magic and really cool um i know i met another one of my really good friends because similar situation uh, and it's like one of the only times I've done this because I don't tend to just like randomly search people to watch on Twitch. Like sometimes mm -hmm. I do, but for the most part, I don't. But I remember I saw on like, you know, your suggested page. Um, I saw a guy, he was playing Fable, the remastered version of Fable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he had a haunter from Pokemon on his on his thing on like on his, his little profile picture or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's kind of, you know, I Gengar is my favorite Pokemon. Haunter is the one right before Gengar. And I clicked on his thing and his like about me page said um, from metal vocalist to voice actor. And I was like, yep, watching this dude. Yep. And now, uh, you know, Mr. George W. Ambush is, is one of my... Uh, good buddies and it's it, it's just like that because he and i like you know rants we're very similar people graham very similar like and, and it's just kind of weird how that happens how like you somehow are able to find people who are super similar to you just based off of like oh 
they're playing this game that I like. Yes, and yes. then it just opens this door of like a Pandora's box, if you will, of like, oh, holy shit. Like, it's just wild how that works. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that. It, it's it's really uh, we can talk about this um, in a little bit when we talk about like the Twitch versus YouTube argument for like streaming platform. I guess Facebook as well. Right. Yeah. Um, but um, it, that is one of the things that I really like about Twitch, because I some of the best people that I've met. Um, have been similar circumstance either from me as the streamer or me as the viewer seeking out a specific game um like i know rants found me playing uh left for dead 2 um last the, of us 2 figure it out what, what did i say left for dead yeah, yeah. That, not Which, the same thing at all it's but, funny though that you say that graham because now that i think about it i, I had i have not played last of us 2 that was not the like not and when i said not the biggest fan i'm not saying it's garbage it's just like, literally just not a game that i like emotionally connected to the first last of us yeah so i'm trying to figure out how i found you and i think i might have just seen you on a suggested list i i do i literally have no idea how it happened i can't the, remember the one or the one or two times it was actually i found somebody <laughs> that i liked <laughs> yeah um that's that's it's funny because I've, I've been guilty of this a number of times, especially this last go around on Twitch when there wasn't, I would say follow for follow, but there was definitely like, Hey, we're all in the same circle. Let's just, you know, fine. Do, do the social pageantry piece of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would see so many people that were online streaming insert game here. And I'd be like, yeah. I don't care about this game. I don't care about this game. I don't care about this person that much. Um, so I would just search for whatever I wanted to watch that yeah. day, you know? And it's like, I remember way back when I, I searched Earthbound. And some of the best people that I've met are people that were streaming Earthbound or Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. Because it's like, those are two games that I have a lot of big memories in, like cherished memories. And so if other people are playing that and they're like talking their way through it and like talking about what's going on, like those are people that I'm like, I can, we can have a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I, I agree with what Mick said earlier. Like a lot of my my friends in real life, some of my best friends. Um, I know you know Rance. You've met some of them yeah. um, playing Call of Duty with me. Um, like they like Call of Duty and they like Minecraft and they like sports games. And that's about the extent of like where um, we kind of our Venn diagram is. Yeah. You know, like I'm not a big fan of sports games. I don't mind FIFA. I don't mind um, the occasional football game. Um, and I like golf games, but like I don't get into the football or the basketball or the baseball or the hockey. It's just not my not my cup of tea. That yeah. for some reason I don't know why. And and don't take this as a, as a, that seems so not like Graham to me to not like sports. I know games. it sounds really weird. Like yeah, I, and that's not at all like oh I presume Graham will play these games. Like you're a you're a football fan. I know I know Mick is a football fan. I'm trying to get back into football again this year uh, because I've just like literally forgotten it exists for about six years. Uh, Probably for the best, to be fair. <laughs> Especially as a Ravens fan. Um, and uh, and so that, that just is very, I didn't know that. And now I'm so, intrigued. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't mind them. The best sports game I ever played was probably Tiger Woods 2005. That like, is a banger game. They have phenomenal soundtrack. Yep. The customer creators amazing. You get all the sponsorships yep. and everything and you you know I played um back when I was still living at home with my parents and my parents would have their own characters. I'd have a character we'd do like a weekend, you know, tournament together. That's um, so fun. And That's awesome. you, you could do like oh you got you got an eagle or an albatross or a birdie or a bogey, you know, all these different like emotes that would automatically play depending on like what you got and 
um that to me was like the pinnacle of like a creature character and just go out into the world they had a um a calendar in 2005 that on this day if you actually played this game on this day you could play like a special course yes. or a special whatever which yep. was really cool um and then madden 2002 or 2003 um would be like my favorite football game because like that's when i just really got into it um and i don't i feel like there's been like big improvements since but it was like around 2006 2007 i just realized that really unlike call of duty where they pump out a new game every year but they're like different games madden is literally the same game over and over and over um just with like a new roster and maybe like one small quality of yeah. life feature that is it that is a, a series of games honestly that could deal with buying like a master copy and then simply paying for like an I don't know, like an engine. I say a simply as update. yeah, yes. a roster. I yes. say simply like I'm the guy who works in games. You no, could just I, um, simply push this. No, and- I I've actually talked at length with one of my buddies about this, and he said like you're absolutely right. They could potentially make a lot more money by just selling Madden as as a base game. Mm-hmm. You know, sixty, eighty, hundred dollars for whatever other additional improvements you want. Games and then every model. year you just do a you know 20 or 30 dollar roster update if, yep. if that's what you want to do or you just keep what you have um and then you know because they have now like the madden store where you have to buy like real tokens with your real money kind of like yep. v bucks for for Fortnite, and you can like gamble on like what players you're gonna get or like <sighs> what whatever right like so every game's doing that now but they're cranking out games every year yep. on top of this now. And it doesn't roll over from what I understand. So it's just, it blows my mind that, that that's a thing. Cause it seems like you're kind of double dipping at this point, you know, but that's just, that's just my opinion. No, I agree a hundred percent. Um, but yeah. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awkward this, silence. This, uh, this long silence where we're all like, is Graham going to move to the next thing? Yes. Or are we going to... I was thinking about it, but I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to like keep you know, hating myself and talking about Madden or if I want to, yeah. you know. I, I, um, Madden 06 is like my favorite because um, Terrell Davis uh, in the Superstar... I think it's the best version of Superstar mode that they've ever done. Like, I know they kind of try and do like what NBA 2K did now where it's like, there's a story, but it's like, that's not at all how football works. Like... <laughs> It's very odd. Like, I think I think it was last year or the year before is Madden's story. It was like your you you played as a quarterback and you got recruited to start at this at whatever college you chose. And it was only like 10 colleges, not even 10. It was like eight colleges you could choose from. And then it was like, then the number one recruit in the nation declared to your college. So your guy sits on the bench for four fucking years and plays in the college football playoffs the senior year. And I'm like. Um, that would literally never happen. We watch guys leave a school after a year, especially at the quarterback position, like other positions, whatever, but at like quarterback, those motherfuckers are gone. They, they go to a new school immediately. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not starting. See ya. Like, yep. so I'm, it, it's just like dumb, but Oh six had it to where like Terrell Davis was your mentor and you had like an apartment. And as you did better and got like better contracts, your apartment would upgrade. And like, there was things you could do like sponsorships and commercials. And it was just, it was real. it was done really, really well. I, I was a big fan of the accuracy of the blitz, the league story mode where you started playing prison <laughs> where football. Everybody's on <laughs> drugs. And- 
Hey, you know, getting a good tackle and blitz and watching a dude's ribs explode. Yeah. <laughs> the game was a great. little more satisfying. Game was amazing. <laughs> I, I I still actually play the uh was it original Nintendo mm-hmm. version? That yep. game, like they're just they're phenomenal. They're that, they're they're undervalued. That, that yes. era when it was like, let's do a normal thing, but put a violent slash futuristic twist on it. Like, do you remember um God, it was uh, a mutant, like there was mutant, mutant league, league football, football and, yes. oh, yeah. and baseball. <laughs> and it was uh, honestly, like... one of my favorite sports games of all time is uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run on the Super Nintendo. Nice. It's literally one of my favorite sports games ever. Like, I love that game so much. I think I played that game twice when I was up in uh, my my cousin's house in, in Virginia and they had they had it and we played and I was terrible at it. But it, it was uh, that was a good one many a hour with ken griffey jr yeah you know it's funny speaking about like baseball games and like older older video games um i saw um the other day it was the birthday for pablo sanchez from the the backyard baseball game oh you yeah that yeah 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 it was the like the, the the one kid who was like the best of the best and the best of like every category pablo sanchez it was his birthday that someone remembered that and posted that on twitter happy and i birthday, was like pablo yeah. sanchez yeah happy birthday oh, yeah. um fictional internet <laughs> fictional <laughs> fictional video game character. sandlot superstar yeah <laughs> i'm sure that kid grew up to be something special um, oh you know it you know, know. It. real winner so what do we so, have on the um on, uh, on the, the agenda there, today i'm happy you asked so we all met on twitch um we all streamed together for a bit um i know that i took a extended hiatus back um around december january time frame um i had big plans to um you know move over to youtube with at the same time that shawnee mnemonic was moving to youtube um, I was just kind of done with what I, the one, the one thing that I, I like that Shawnee says a lot is the social pageantry mm-hmm. of, of Twitch. Um, and honestly, this Twitch as a platform didn't interest me anymore, not um, from the, the platform perspective, but on the company perspective. So I tried to, to move away from it. And then um, I went back to work and I figured, you know, I think it was January 10th or January 11th. I, I had like an entire month and a half that I had guaranteed off with my separation from the military that I would, I just took like PTO for a month and a half. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll have a lot of time to do this. And then as soon as I had that free time, I was just spending it with my kids every day. Yeah. You know? Um, And I, I loved that and I loved spending time with them. Um, And I just, every time that I would like get back on Twitter, I'd get back into like watching other people's streams. I was just kind of put off by a lot of stuff. Um, Especially like in, in my free time when I had, when I had to do that, so I was just like, I don't know if I want to come back. Um, and now I've sort of like dipping my toes back in the water. Um, but that, that, that's where I'm at. Um, like Mick, what, talk about like from what, what are you doing right now with content creation in, in general? So, uh, you know, and I've been kind of thinking about this the entire time um, when you approached uh, approached me to, to do this. And I really struggle to call myself a content creator because I don't really consider what I do content create content creation. Um, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I love that word. I you do know. I love those two words. Um, like I think on a base level, at least with like, if, if in, you know, it's just my opinion, but I think content creation is kind of more reserved for like YouTube uh, people. 
because to me, when you're creating content, you're creating something that is meant to be, excuse me, is meant to be watched like either multiple times or you can like stop and come back and watch it. So like a podcast, a YouTube video that's like, hey, let me tell you the 10 reasons why I love you know, Tiger Woods 2005, like that to me, that's content creation. What I do, I, I'm more of like a performer slash entertainer, I guess, in a weird way. Like that makes me feel like an asshole to say, but it's also a little bit more accurate because I think the thing about Twitch is the interaction portion. Um, uh, yeah. The, uh, the interaction uh, and the live interaction, because of course you could come back later and watch, um, you know, like a, a VOD. And I know that that's what a lot of people do is, is they tune in and watch VODs or whatever. But for the most part, like the, the thing about Twitch for most streams, at least for my streams, is, uh, hey, we're here live. You're talking to me. I'm talking to you, so on and so forth. Uh, that doesn't answer the question that you asked at all. But um, that's just a long way about me saying I don't really consider what I do content creation. It's more of a performance, like, 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 like live. Yeah. Entertainment um, and interactivity. Right. Like yeah. Fi- using it as a tool for social interaction and not necessarily seeing it as long standing or long living content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where I'm at with everything, though, is like I'm <laughs> I'm one of the last bastions of the old <laughs> still going um but i i am you know like i'm still one of like that last people within our kind of social circle mm-hmm. that is i'm fucking at it every single week doing yep. doing my thing um it has been kind of a weird adjustment considering so many people are gone mm-hmm. now um so like and i always it, it kind of goes along with like you know was said the social pageantry but like you know, we talk about like your community of people that tune in, like yeah. mine has essentially been destroyed a couple of times because mm-hmm. so many people drop off for various reasons. Yeah, and I right. totally understand. So that's why I'm not like, God damn it. Why aren't these people <laughs> not living their lives and they're tuning into me on Twitch? Like, no, I'm not like that because I right. totally understand. Like, you know, people have fallen off because like the world has changed again with the pandemic kind of lightening up and then like, finding out that certain people within our our group were like pieces of shit um and so just like not talking to them or associating with them anymore or whatever um, you have your 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 usual like social experiences that influence mm, these things as well um and that that you see that that um honeymoon period Yes. Of people that you're interacting with on like a, a superficial level and not that it's bad to be superficial, but rather that you, you know, people for who they are as streamers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you begin like learning who they are as people. And that's yeah. two very different qualities of person. Um, and then sometimes you don't, uh, you know, you don't over the long term interface with that. Well, um, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, and, and uh, I feel, and we can actually take a, a quick break before I go into this. We'll do that. Yeah, I, I've got a lot. I've got a lot of talking points just based on that. So if but we I know Rance has to quick, to quick five. Yeah, then, uh, that's a good call. Yeah, I could go refill my coffee. Awesome. Uh, and then we'll be right back. Sorry for cool. the thing to make you edit here, Graham. Yeah, no, it's not a problem. I'm just gonna put up some music and uh, put up the bureau right back screen. Be right there. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
All right, let me. <laughs> it's going to be a fun edit. I love how we just started with like 20 minutes of random bullshit, too. You know, uh, I honestly, I really enjoy that. Me just too. Because one, um, it'll be fun uh, to kind of figure out. Had those, had those hot snakes. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No worries. <laughs> It's like, oh my god, I have to shit so bad. It's that coffee waking everything there's, up. Yeah. There's one point in the video if you watch background where I, you can see me mute my mic. Yeah, and I. <laughs> it's like I was this close from just Shitting rocketing right piles I'm, into my yeah. pants. I, I'm learning a lot here. One, uh, I didn't have my chat pulled up. So when I pulled up chat, it pops up right in the middle of my fucking screen. So, <laughs> I got a boom. So, shit. So, so I'm going to have to, like, I'll, I'll just edit that out or I'll leave it for dramatic effect. Whatever, right? But um, you know, like, I can always start back over again. Yeah, between, um, between uh, the 20 minutes of bullshit, which I'll probably keep a lot of that, oh, to yeah. the... Uh, to the chat thing to, to ha- having my chat already pulled up on a separate screen for next time like i'm learning a lot here but, but, yeah and we can always use something like a uh, discord or something next time to like talk in that you know when yeah. i say next time as though like it's gonna you know yeah <laughs> i mean regular well we'll see um yeah. this, this is my i mean i've got i've got zoom for a, a month at least cool so how much I'll did you pay the, for it uh 13 bucks oh okay that's not, not so bad, bad. Yeah, it's it's thir- thirteen a month for for me. I was able to find a discount code. No, oh, I never um, stopped nice. my recording over here. By the way, I paused mine. I didn't. Yeah, I just paused mine, but it's fine. Picked up your hot, sick ass vomit. <laughs> <laughs> my ass vomit. <laughs> um, hot snakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it'll, it'll be good. Um, I hear that Microsoft Teams is is about to make a big uh, big development, big as push. Well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I have that with um, the Office 365 suite. Yeah. So I'll I'll test that out and see kind of how that works. And, Good idea. And I thought about using Discord as well. So um, maybe I'll have an entire episode based on which one I fucking like more. <laughs> that's like that's actually a great idea. I like it's a great it. idea. I'm re- uh, I'm ready whenever you guys. Yeah. Are. I'm trying to. Re- I'm just taking my fucking horse pills really quick and then. I'll- Good idea. Hell yeah! I'm trying to think like. What the fuck was I saying? So I'll just kind of, I guess, reset what I was saying a little bit. Ah, oh, God. Okay. Um, you were saying, um, like your their, your your viewership has fallen off a couple times for various reasons. Um, and I know that like I, I had some things I wanted to add, to add to that, but then you were talking about um, fuck, I already lost it. So I mean, just sort of being like that last bastion. Oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, of a social group. <laughs> exists on twitch okay um okay i'll well i'll just pick back up into that uh, and, uh, hell yeah eat that shit <laughs> oh eat that shit all right let me know when you're ready Graham. okay so it, it is a little weird for me to be kind of like the I don't even want to be like one of the last. I think I am kind of the last consistent person streaming from our old group. Like even people that, um, you know, just because you kind of look and and see what people are doing periodically, even like people that kind of fell out of the group stopped inevitably. And, And I do think a big part of that is to like a lot of people from our group 
uh, I believe started due to the pandemic. You know, it's like you can't go and do stuff outside your house much like your home, you know, Hey, let's, let's stream. Um, and, and it sucks because like, you know, kind of like you had mentioned Graham, like, man, I feel like we haven't talked at all. And it's like, because that's when we used to talk is like yeah. interacting with yeah. each other primarily through streams. Like, yeah. um, and so that's like the thing that I think I miss the most. It's not necessarily like having, oh man, my viewership is rocking. It was like able to kind of keep up with the people that I am friends with, you know, yeah. and interacting with them. Like, uh, because, and for the most part, like I primarily tuned into people when I was doing stuff on my computer anyway, like if I was yep. playing a game, I'd have them up on another monitor and I could chat or whatever. If I, you know, if I was, editing something or just working on something I could have people up, you know, or yep. periodically, you know, I'm just like laying in bed, you know, scrolling on my phone. Oh, somebody's up yeah. chat with them. You know, I, yeah, I very seldom um, was actively engaged as like, this is 100% what I am doing right now is just watching a stream. Yeah. Either I am working on something down here or I'm playing a game or I'm, you know, uh, going through emails or I'm, I'm doing something at my computer anyway um, that I can, you know, kind of watch and then lurk and watch and then lurk and et cetera. Yeah. Um, and so I, but I agree, like that's the time that I was most engaged socially. Um, and I forget if it was Devin Nash or if it was um, which other like big streamer YouTuber that has like a kind of talk show about, um, the statistics of streaming platforms and like the rate regularities, irregularities, et cetera. Um, but they were talking about the COVID wave of, of mm -hmm. creators, not just streamers, but also YouTube creators. And um, even like the Instagram or the TikTok creators um, that just kind of came with that era of, of, of COVID uh, and how like different the, the market is, so to say, like in that two year window of, one year before to the outbreak to one year later, yeah, which is, yeah. you know, just a few months ago. Um, but it, it's crazy how, how like drastic of a shift we've, we've come and all the problems that have come with streaming. Uh, like there's obviously been like problems with, with Twitch as a company and like YouTube as a company before, but like we saw so many like new normals um, that like were, uh, kind of like touted the line a bit like think about like the hot tub streams like all the stuff with alinity that kept popping up or amaranth that kept popping up um so it just we we've come a, a very long ways in in a short period of time i think about that surge uh having been a having been a streamer uh who began during the, the height of COVID uh, because I started in June of 2020. I think it was, yes. June of 2020 is when I really started. It was um, I had, you know, as a, as an educator, my, I was no longer working during the day actively. Uh, I wanted something to do. And um, I think with this surge, also we saw this explosion in tech as well. Mm. I think Elgato for example, <laughs> Elgato probably made millions of dollars more during COVID than they would have made normally. Uh, I think that's sort of one of the pushes of why like Elgato and Wise have really exploded because tech was able to, uh, you know, really focus on the home and the way that we're making or protecting the home, like with Wise, with home security. 
And I also think about things that were made uh, outside of streaming as a representation of that like year of yeah. desperate creation to make us happy. Um, Bo Burnham's Inside is sort of like the the pinnacle to me of creation during that time. It embodies in like an hour, hour and 15 minutes, the feeling that I think a ton of people had and began streaming with, where it's like, I just need something fucking to do because right now I just don't want to think about what's happening on the inside of my head. Um, and that I know as a, as a, as a streamer was what was going on with me. Uh, I've always been very comfortable interfacing with others online, perhaps sometimes more so than I am in person. I feel like I could be a more authentic me yeah. when it comes to typing um, or when it comes to just speaking to others. Uh, so that was where, that was where I got my start. I was like, Oh, this seems really interesting. I can interface with like people in real time and, and it can become a social interaction. And then after a while, especially as we hit about December, December, January, I felt this general exhaustion at the, uh, at the upkeep of, uh, of that, uh, whether it was streaming three times a week or whether it was, if I'm not streaming, I feel a personal drive. I feel a personal expectation. It wasn't that it was, it was asked of me. I feel a personal expectation to show up to other people's streams because they're doing so for me. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like this energy yeah. and this power dynamics distribution that I found exhausting. And so of course, what did I do? I hit a wall in January where it all fell apart. Um, yeah. And my, my focus as a creator shifted and I'm actually very thankful that my focus as a creator shifted but it, of course, brought with it its own uh, its own challenges and its own recognition that there were some people, unfortunately, that I didn't keep in contact with and others like you guys that I, I, I managed to keep in contact with and perhaps build stronger bonds with. Yeah. Yeah, inevitably, I think that's a thing that's going to happen. You know, I, I think a lot about... Um, you know, I, I look back on on the kind of the 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 golden years, as it were, uh, really fondly because I think about like the doing like Twitch sings. I think about like a, a few of us did like charity streams, and I think about like I'm pretty sure like everybody hit their goals mm -hmm. um, for those charity streams and like super exceeded those goals. Yeah. And, and so I think about stuff like that and I'm like, man, that's like the awesome stuff. Yes. Like we, we had like a good group of people that were able to raise money for good causes and have some fun uh, because for the most part, and I avoided like a lot of the drama just because mm -hmm. I didn't give a shit and I never like interfaced in on like that level. Like occasionally like, I, I was like, nah, I don't really like say fuck you to somebody unless they, what I feel is crossing a line. Um, and there were only like a couple of people that did that. But for the most part, like I would find out like about stuff like after the fact, I was like, wait, this was happening. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, yeah. and people would be like, oh yeah, like blah, blah, blah. And then I had two or three people be like, man, that's what we like about you, Mick. You just do your own thing and yeah. fucking stay out of the drama. And I was like, I don't know what else to do. I just do my thing. And I think yeah. that's, that's one of the things that I would I would say to any person who is seeking to begin streaming slash creating content or even just promoting what they make online is that with social interaction comes 
this like sliver of drama mm. and however large you want that sliver to be is of course up to your choice. Do you want to take a tiny piece of the pizza or do you want to take the whole pizza of drama? Um, and as someone who I thrive, even though I am an introvert, I do thrive on some kind of external social interaction oftentimes yeah. because it, it sort of requires me to apply my performance chops. Yeah. Um, you know, with streaming, I was performing and I found it exhausting, uh, perhaps performing more than I needed to energetically wise, etc. Um, but also, you know, when you stream and when you when you are part of a community, drama happens. And I, I think it's an admirable choice to not be involved in that or to at least push it aside when you notice it. Uh, and so that's one of those warnings that I give to people out there is like, yes, if you are if you are looking to starting streaming, you're in the process of beginning it now. There is also a honeymoon period with streaming where it feels like the greatest and most phenomenal yep. experience ever do beware of being drawn into these circles where all yeah. of a sudden people are talking. It's like, it's like high school all over again. And, you know, I don't think life gets far from high school ever no. when it comes to the way that people, maybe it's not even high school. Maybe it's just the way that we interface as human beings post childhood. Yeah. That people get pissed at one another and they get uh, frustrating and that stuff what it all does is it leads to a plateau of personal growth because all of yeah. your energy is going into mitigating that drama as opposed to creating something yeah. to put out there and, and i'm happy you brought up like uh for people that are starting um now you know mick you you mentioned that you don't view what you do necessarily as content creation you kind of view it as like a live performance that you're more of an entertainer yeah uh, than which a i love creator that creator of content and, and I, I do think that there is some validity in like being a live entertainer um and it's funny because like i think content comes in very a variety of mediums right and i'm about to shift over to rants who i still think that what he's doing is content creation i think what you're doing mick as a, as a streamer still is content creation it's just a different medium of it that is much more of the live entertainer performer realm um, yeah but i think like even rants you uh just self-published a book right mm -hmm. congratulations um i would trade mick in the process it's a great uh, book thank it, you it's an excellent book mine's in the other room otherwise i would mine is uh right here Hey, um, hey, it's funny. I, I also have a copy of it right here. <laughs> do you have I, a signed copy that you've put uh, in the mail uh, and sent I, to me? I, I do, actually. <gasps> I do. Uh, and it's got it's got some fixes from yours. So um, hell yeah, <laughs> I um, have it down here because one, I had to make out with it whenever I sent you that video rants. Um, I'm going to put my dick inside it and just go to town. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, wait, Ahead, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, for, for the for the safety of your your phallus, I I wouldn't. <laughs> but I mean, follow follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Um, <laughs> Graham's but, favorite phrase: "Follow your dreams." Yeah, I, I have to say it whenever I can. Uh, I I found so that was one of the things that I realized. This is this is a warning that I'll put out there as well to anyone who is a creative in general: is that streaming. I'm saying this like I'm an expert. I'm not an expert, um, but I have experiences, obviously, as you all do. Streaming requires hours upon hours upon hours of your time. Yes. So does every other creative endeavor. However, 
streaming exhausted me personally. And what I found was that it became a tool of personal distraction from other loves of creation in my life. Now, if streaming content creation and video creation is that love of your life, man, lean into it and do it. But I actually found that what I, and this was what happened in January is I had this like personal revelation where I was like, I haven't written and I'm a writer. That is, that is my personal passion. Um, I haven't written in, in months and years. And all this time that I've spent with streaming, as much as I loved it, I, I should be putting that into something else. It's this, it's this, it's this, uh, this, I'm trying to do the right term ultimatum that we, that we give ourselves that if we're not creating, we're dead. Mm-hmm. And so I leaned into, okay, I really need to, if I'm not streaming right now, I need to focus on something else. So I produced this, I, you know, I, I'd had this book sitting in the back burner. I finally got into it and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm putting this thing out there. And we could talk about how, the, how I went about that, um, the monetary requirements that took and the time it took. But what I found was that writing a book, self-publishing it and promoting that book the experiences that I gleaned from streaming were both beneficial and warnings for me too. Um, if we talk about, I'm a Twitter user. A lot of people, I think the, the three of us here are, it is my main form of social online social interaction. Uh, there are of course these snake eating its own tail communities of support small streamers. And I, I have my own uh, conspiracy theories about that. Uh, because honestly, I think that this whole idea of hashtag support small streamers is created to keep streamers small because small streamers thrive off of every sub they get on Twitch. And therefore Twitch also gets a, a piece of every sub. I think that small mm-hmm. streamers are far more, um, valuable resource to Twitch when kept small. Uh, And I think sort of the community feeds itself into that. Um, And I found like these pitfalls that you fall into with promoting yourself where it's like, oh, let me just like flash my link up here and hopefully other people will show up and I'll follow for follow other people. The same shit happens in a Twitter writing community and reading community, the exact same (laughs) shit. Uh, follow for follow is answered by writer's lists, which is where everybody like posts the, 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 the link to their book and puts a description. And there are times where you can embrace that the right way, where you have to continue being a human in the process of that. Not just here's my tweet that I cut and paste. You have to be a human and be willing to interact with other people to find other writers But just as we had said before a long time back, streaming to other streamers is only so beneficial, just like selling books to other writers is only so beneficial. There comes a point where you must seek audience who does not create the same thing that you do. And that's a place where I'm at right now is trying to find, as a writer, trying to find ways to not cannibalize my own friendships to develop readership. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. So when I first started streaming, and I think this is kind of everybody when they first start. Mm-hmm. When I first started streaming, I had a very specific goal of I wanted to play PlayStation 1, JRPGs, mm-hmm. and connect with people 
over our mutual love for those. Like that was my initial goal. Yeah. Um, and then throughout the course of streaming and like, I, and I'm a way different streamer now than I was when I started. I am different now than I was like six months ago, just because throughout the time and, and watching and things and observing things, like you said, like the, the small streamer support. Yeah. I jumped on that initially. Um, and then I jumped off really quickly because I'm like, follow for follow doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. No. Like it's, it's, it, it means so little for somebody just to click follow if they never show up, if they never, yep. you know, interact with you, if they, if you don't have like a connection, um, <laughs> my, my Twitch right now, my Twitch, uh, profile exists to do two things. And this is not an exaggeration. One, it exists to pay for a subscription to Mick Arcade every month. <laughs> Literally, Thanks, I get an email that says your subscription has been renewed. And that's because I love the content you make. Even if you. I'm not present for it. Um, yeah. and, and, uh, but two, it also exists to be to be a follower to get people to 50 followers. Like I see tons of people still on, on Twitter like, hey, I'm still trying to get my 50 followers. I'm like, I might never watch, but look, here, here you go. go. Here's buddy. another follow. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I, I did think my part. <laughs> and I think there's nothing wrong with that. But I think, like you said, you know, the importance of when you're like going to start streaming is you have to have like kind of what you want to do in mind. And yes. if, if what you yes. want to do is make money, be famous, you have thousands of people watching you. Mm-hmm. You should just do literally anything else. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Because that is not a, that is not the thing that is going to carry you yep. through the man. I had a long day at work or yep. I just, I, I, I got a headache or I don't feel well, or I'm tired or I'm just not where I need to be for whatever reason. The, all those other aspects aren't going to fucking carry you through yep. doing a stream. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, I, I, as, as far as like the social pageantry is concerned, I made kind of a point and it's, it's been a while now because like it used to be after I would get like rated or a sub or a gift sub or donate or whatever, I'm on Twitter, I'm tagging yep. people, I'm, you know, this and that and the other. And I realized it was like, you know, People, I would think, know that I appreciate them because I thank them when they do it. And I am appreciative. I'm appreciative of anybody who ever watches, subs, donates, buys a fucking t-shirt, like whatever the case. Like I don't do any of this for monetary gain or, and I'm so appreciative of anybody just giving their, me their time and enjoying what I'm doing. And I, I like to think that they experience and understand that. And so I got to a point where I was like, who am I doing these tweets for? Does it really make somebody be like, I did it. I got another thank and yeah. more people saw that I'm th- yeah. and I'm not like faulting anybody who who does that. That's totally you. But I just I remember I got to a point where I was like, hey, so. I'm not going to keep doing Mm -hmm. this. And it's not because I don't appreciate it. It's like, if you are doing these things, you should know that I appreciate. Yeah. And I don't think I would have to tweet it out to, to continue to do it. Like, you know, I think, I think that there's two trains of thought here. And I think that you're both right is that it it is like an unnecessary social pageantry. I think that the, the, the one problem that I have with it is that I noticed, I don't know, back in, 
September, October last year, it is the same three or four names over and over and over and over that are being tagged. Yes. So like, yeah. So insert whoever stream here, they have three or four, maybe five, six, seven, eight that are like main supporters and everyone else yeah. is like helps out once in a while, but it's like the same three or four people being tagged over and over as thank yous. And it, like, obviously as, as from the outside looking in, I see that and I'm like, all right, this person's helping out again. They're obviously a big fan. Good. Mm-hmm. Or it's someone um, who's a big fan of like a, a community and they're always, this is the kind of person they are is they're always like donating or always gifting or whatever um and the other the other thing is that i think people used to do that or still do that because anytime that someone's tagged you know someone who is a friend of a friend or you know friend of a colleague or whatever um will see that that tweet somewhere and be like oh who is this guy you know so by by repetitive tagging hopefully someone is gonna see this and click on it yeah um but yeah, I, I think that it's just one of those things that if you are genuine enough in your stream, like, oh, hey, thank you very much, then you that should be good enough. Genuine, genuine interaction and authenticity. These are things I think that every streamer, whether they are experienced or whether they're up and coming uh, or whether they are looking into other endeavors is something that we absolutely have to have. Uh, that is a thing that I, there was this, I, I think about things personally along like lines a lot of the time. And I visualize things along lines. And what I noticed at the end of my interest in streaming was that the center of the line was the smallest part and it was just streaming. Whereas before that line, there was a necessity of, okay, before I stream, I need to put a go live tweet. Before I do a go live tweet, I need to do a tweet at the beginning of the day that says that I'm going to go live. Before I do that tweet, I have to do something that, uh, it, inspires engagement in some capacity, like, like willing engagement after my stream, I have to thank people after my stream. I have to put up a video link after my stream. I have to go see other people's streams because I'm going to raid somebody and I'm going to say like, it becomes this exhaustive snake eating its own tail. Um, And that I found that my, my personal energy and it was no longer just being directed towards a stream. Yeah. Um, So personal niche where you don't need to where you can create authentic connections but that those authentic connections are not predicated upon streaming yeah uh is sort of where the soft and nice spot is um you should never expect people to support you uh but be happy when they choose to do so Yeah. And, and all that stuff that you just said, Rance, like with the exception of the go live, because it's baked into Streamlabs, I don't do any of that stuff mm-hmm. anymore. I don't announce like sometimes I might if I have like something special that I'm right. Doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like I'm making an appearance here or I'm doing this or do that. But for the most part, like I don't do any of that stuff anymore because I'm like, you know, people who want to follow me, follow me. People who know my schedule, know my schedule. Um you know, and if I'm going to grow, I want it. I, I've kind of gotten to the point now where it's like, I'd rather it be organic. Yes. You know, if, yes, if people yes. are going to tune in, it's like, they're going to tune in because they like what I'm doing. I don't yes. do anything special. I'm a straight white dude. I, I, I don't really stand out like in terms of, of much because like, you know, I've, I'm fat. I have a beard to wear glasses. Like I look like every fucking, almost every male streamer that's, that's out there. I think that, you look like a snack. Thank you. 
I do Honestly, feel that delicious. I, I, I think about a lot. Um, that time that you showed an old picture of yourself, and I'm like, oh, yeah. that's, that's the Dread Pirate Roberts. Like, make <laughs> good be. I have gotten Pirate that Roberts. so much. Yeah. Um, I, I've gotten that so much that I look when I was in high school, I looked a lot like Wesley from the Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, so I, I've just I've moved away from that stuff um, and just kind of focus the energy elsewhere, because like you said, it's like it became less about the activity of actually doing the stream and more about like all this other stuff. And I have friends yes. who. Uh, are way better at like social media than I am. Cause that's part of it too. Is like, I'm not great at social media and I'm fucking lazy. Like, it's like, I don't want to do that. I want to make a stupid tweet about my dog. Like, yeah. I don't want to have to, Hey guys, I'm going to be live. It's like, but you know, if you know, you know, so and, yeah, I, I'm going to say though, that that's the thing that people have to hear Mick. Like if yeah. they are supplementing their creations with social media, you need to not just be those creations. Yeah. You need to be authentic and personal outside of that. I love writing and promoting writing. However, those things that I do that are not in any capacity writing related are those things that happen to achieve more engagement. Why? It's widespread. I've done a fairly, and I'm putting quotes, fairly good job at authentically networking on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But it's because, A, I've it taken the time. Like, I, I Twitter and talking to people, but I want to have authentic interactions mm. um, as opposed to, hey, let me put this link up somewhere. But B, uh, like, I love posting pictures of my dog. Uh, uh, you know, thoughts that are not related to my creative endeavors at all. And those are the things that everyone can connect with. Um, so I think there is validity in exactly what you're saying there is like, look, if you're trying to grow naturally, A, for, for, for growth to support your creative endeavor, don't expect a number. Yeah, you can't. Don't, you can't. Don't expect to have a goal. Just let it grow organically and naturally. People will find you or they won't. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, just be yourself. Nobody, I never gave a shit about the guy who's only, or, or girl, whose only endeavor was everything they tweeted was streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Everything they tweet is writing. I'm like, here, I'll, I'll mute your ass. Like, I yeah. just don't need that because I know where to find you after a while. Yes. Um, What I want to see is I want to see the grammar, the mick or the rants. Yeah. That outside. is existing outside of that, because then all of a sudden you become this intriguing person that I, I want to know more about. I want to be your friend. <laughs> so on that, uh, and it's funny that you mentioned this because it, it's, it came through your, your writing community. This is a thing that kind of made me reevaluate my approach. And a lot of people got unfollowed on Twitter and on Twitch and, and I, I, I slimmed and pared things <laughs> down. Um, and I won't name names here. Uh, no, uh, but there was an individual who is in your, in the writing community. Yeah. And they had, uh, they're also a streamer and they said, Hey, I'm looking for other streamers Mm -hmm. or who out there streams or whatever. I want to connect with some people. And you connected Mm -hmm. me and and them. And you were like, Hey, mix a great guy. I think you did with a couple of other people as well. Um, And I have never once had a conversation with that person. Yeah. That person has never once come into my streams. Yep. I think I've been to theirs um, a couple of times and, no real 
like interaction. And I, I saw them tweet something today and I, and like, I literally thought I was like, why, why, why? Yep. Like, because they weren't, and maybe I'm overlooking into it, but it's like, if you're going to specifically ask people, Hey, yes. I want to connect with some good streamers. Yes. And when you connected us, you were like, Mick does this and this and this. And it's like, since that moment, there's been like zero interaction. Yeah. And at some point it's like, so it, you really weren't, you were looking for. To get your name out there. Yes. Yeah. You're trying to get promoted and get for your tweet name engagement. And that is it. Yeah. Um, and that is, that is the, without saying it, that is that follow for follow. Yeah. Uh, you know, streamer, small streamer support thing where it's like literally you become a number. Um, and if you, at the, at the starting level, if you expect to have, uh, like, I think, I think about authenticity in social media. And my thought is if I'm promoting a friend, I don't want to just say, here's a link. I want to say, here's why this person is a really beneficial person to know. Here is what I like about them. And I actually remember that specifically. It was you and Hey, Call Me Clay. Yep. Two people who legitimately, I say, are my favorite streamers. Um, and that continue to create content. Now, the reason why you guys are my favorite is because you are authentic people to experience. Yeah. And I want yeah. other people to experience that. And it, it is, we have to pull the trigger on appropriate interactions and connections. And sure. your connection can never just be, uh, you have to follow up on that. You have to, you yeah. have to, if you're wanting to find other people, then you have to put that time into that immediate engagement and try to figure out who they are and be like, Hey, is this person valid for me? And if they aren't unfollow them, just like you just did. That's a great, it's honestly a great reminder. You know? And again, I I don't do things with the intention of like, Oh, I'm going to follow this person. And then I'm going to grow because they're going to, no, I fucking moved past all of that. Again, I understand that growth is a fucking slow climb for some people. Some people advance way quicker than I do uh, and have way quicker than I have. And then sometimes they get burnt out yep. uh, and, yeah. and, and walk away from streaming. I, I saw somebody else the other day who was like, they were, they were killing it. They were averaging like 25, 30 people a stream. And then one day they were just like, Hey, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Bye. And it was like, Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> like, cool. Like, and they were, they were, uh, they were a nice streamer. They've been on the, uh, Graham's old panel a few times or once for sure. Um, but I, and I was kind of surprised. It was like, yeah. Oh, that, but they were very honest. They were just like, look, I don't feel the same way about streaming as I yep. used to. So I'm I, Hey, I'm done. You know, I'm not going to say I'm never going to do it again, but I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and it, it's one of those things that like, you just have to be focused on what you're doing. And it's not in like a shitty way of like, I don't fucking care. I am the alpha and what I do matters. <laughs> like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you just got to stay focused on what you're doing, yep. what you're about, and, and, and just keep moving forward. You yep. know, you can't sweat that kind of stuff. because and, and I try not to because that's where like you get bogged down with the drama of, yep. you know, some dude getting super pissed because, bro, you you didn't let me on your panel again, bro. Uh, that's bullshit, bro. Uh, what the fuck, man? You let this person? I'm going to go make a shitty tweet about it. And yep. All my followers. Uh, yep. Fun fact, that person no longer streams anymore. Yeah. You know, and- I... You know what they probably still do though is collect um, a piece of shit. Oh, 
I was gonna say be a piece of shit. I mean, obviously, you know, you know what's sad though is like I don't that individual I I could care less about. Sure, it's it's the couple of people that were in that same circle with with him that just immediately like no questions asked also unfollowed me, and I was like like that that was a big eye opening moment for me of like these people, none of them are who they say they are. Yep. Like I I have to be like for instance you you have to be authentic yeah. um and so like some of the advice that i'll have to kind of hit on two of the big talking notes here is one social media engagement yeah and two like if you're getting into content creation now whether your content be streaming or making youtube videos or tiktok instagram snapchat whatever or insert other medium here writing books the, the best thing that i'll say is if you're getting started now um, don't worry so much about the branding and all that other stuff. Don't worry about the other engagement stuff. Focus on the content that you want to make. Yes. And make short-term and potentially long-term goals. Yes. yes. Like that is the best thing that I can say to you is like, um, if you know where you're at starting out, you know, this is kind of where the, the general direction that I want to go. Here is something that I think is attainable. Let me start here, right? It's kind of like a weight loss journey right like you don't start out saying like i'm gonna lose 50 pounds and be ripped as shit i'm gonna be the rock after one year right you gotta say all right cool i'm gonna start going to the gym three times a week yeah or, i'm gonna start watching what i eat you know you have to make those small goals and content yes. creation is no different yes. you have to have a starting point you have to have small milestones to get you from the crawl stage to the walk stage to the jog stage to the i'm a double marathon yes. triathlon runner right absolutely uh, absolutely i and, waited a year before i started Im improving my brand yeah. as it were where i updated logos i updated art assets updated music like it literally it was literally a year before i was like okay i've been doing this long enough i'm still doing this like people know what i'm about I'm not, ha I felt like I got past a point where I was establishing my identity. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, no, people know me. If you tune in and you see what I'm about, you know, you know who I am, you know what I'm about, you know what I do. Um, so now I'm going to focus on that other aspect. And it, in a way, it can make you feel kind of like a dick to be like, well, my brand, but it's true. Again, like I said, I view a lot of what I do as more of being an entertainer and being a performer even though it's it's me, you're getting yeah. me sure. cranked up a little bit. Um, sure. But you're still getting me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 that, that is like the biggest thing. I don't chase trends. I don't chase like, well, this game's popular very specifically because I'm like, if I want to succeed, I want to succeed because it's me doing things that I want to do, yes. not because I'm, I'm chasing, you know, the, the what's hot. Um, I remember having a conversation with uh, a, a while forever ago. It was months ago with um, with our good friend Shawnee Mnemonic, and he was talking about uh, his GeoGuessr streams, and he was like, "Yeah, like I enjoy doing GeoGuessr. It's a lot of fun, but the problem is if I play something other than GeoGuessr, nothing. People bitch." Yep. He's like, people will come in and they'll be like, bro, why aren't you playing GeoGuessr? Yeah. He's like, so I would literally have people who only showed up for GeoGuessr. And I was like, oh, yeah, dude, that happens to me all the time. He's yeah. like, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. I said, you'll have people who just come in like, bro, why, why aren't you playing Resident Evil right now? It's like, oh, because I'm I'm playing Metal Gear Solid. That That's why. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, I'll see you when you play Resident Evil. And they would only come in for, for that. that thing. Which, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, that's totally valid. Like that's totally cool. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things of like, I had to realize and had to learn uh, that that's going to happen is that some people aren't really interested in you. They're Mm -hmm. interested in the game. And when you're no longer playing that game, they're not going to tune in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. I, I, I agree. And I think that's, that is a very valid part of like audience building. Um, I have a friend of mine from when I was a streamer, the first go around with my first Twitch channel um, that she and I met through a mutual friend, the, the, the couple that I found playing Earthbound forever ago, um, I mutual friend through them. And at the time she was getting like 15 to 20 to like 25 concurrent viewers doing like all sorts of like Super Nintendo games or like Jackbox party pack games. Well, she's now a Twitch partner. And she does primarily um, like the Super Mario World, like the Kaizo stuff, like all oh, the, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, created levels that are really ridiculous. And it just takes perfect precision Mario skills. Um, and she, when she's playing that game or playing like something that like that, she gets 200, 300, sometimes even 400 concurrent mm-hmm. viewers. And she's getting like donations and um, subs and gifted subs and um bits and all all sorts of things and she's got you know this this lottery system for things and it's really cool but she streamed like shadow of the colossus one day and it had like 60 or 70 people in it for a bit got up to i think 120 but yeah i mean you you have those people like shawnee mnemonic and the geoguessr stuff that some people only want to watch one specific thing yeah and that is that is your primary big number audience and it's yeah. it's your decision it should be to all right this is what i want to do versus this is where like the audience is and you either go down that rabbit hole and accept all that comes with that or you keep doing what you want to do with the notion that it may not be what the number the the numbers may not be there i think i think one of the uh my own personal experience in that was that i I happened to hit like that. I think the right balance because I never had a game that was like the game I played. (laughs) Um, Like I think anybody who knows me knows, okay, Rance loves doom, right? Like that's his favorite game. And I started with that. I originally, I was going to only be an original doom streamer. Um, Oh yeah. And then I realized like, I love doom, but also I don't want to do this as like a thing that I do all the time. So like when I started, it was, I literally was like, I don't know playing today i guess maybe come like you know some of the more some of the more successful streams were like i played i am bread um god that was fucking hysterical uh you know like or or the one i will always remember it uh i was gonna play star trek 25th anniversary edition it didn't work i didn't even try it before the stream right uh yep, it didn't work there. so i was like you know what i'm just gonna watch videos of jonathan frakes and remix like jonathan frakes stuff um and that, that was, was so fucking funny that, that, was, that oh. <laughs> so stupid it was so stupid but fun right and that's the kind of stuff i truly remember because why i'm fucking dog shit at games like i am not a good gamer graham knows this well enough because he plays enough apex with me mick You're you know fine. this well enough when i play overwatch um and i found that however what i found was that these this tendency to not land on a game while it did not affect quote unquote viewership. And I'm saying quote unquote, because a lot of the people who viewed me were also fellow streamers. So it's like, I have to question, is that even viewership? Mm-hmm. It is, but it's also friends hanging out with friends. Yes. Um, it's not viewership in the way that we want to talk about viewership, which is actually having dedicated viewers that are not creators. Yes. Um, 
I found that I was putting my energy too much, too quickly into doing what I thought were unique things. Um, I, there was one day where I was just had a bug up my ass and I was like, I, you know, I went shopping today. I'm going to turn today's stream into a whole conversation about consumerism. So like I made like a commercial layout where like every, every few minutes I'd, be, I'd like pause the game and like come around and I'd like shave my face on stream. I remember you that know, too. Talking about how much I loved this product or brush my teeth on stream. And that's funny, but it like took like an hour and a half to prep up. There was another day where, uh, you know, I streamed as somebody else before my stream and literally made a whole layout that looked like shit to be a forehead streamer for 30 minutes before my other stream. Um, there was, you know, and the one success that we had when it came to that is we were doing a fundraiser and we literally created a game show that went on that was fully live filmed in another location. These things are great. But that happened because I didn't know what kind of streamer I wanted to be. And I yeah. was just throwing all of my personal and creative energy at these endeavors that were one shots. And it exhausted me. Yeah. So I love talk, this talk about find who you're going to be. Mick, I really appreciate hearing that idea of like, it took me a year to really like nail in what I was doing. And you did some amazing stuff in that year. Thank like you. your, like your Halloween stream. Yep. But you didn't I'm do actually that. working on this year's. Halloween. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, you know, you, I, I, I exhausted myself doing that. Just stream, have a good time, yeah. make no expectations, small goals, hit them and don't waste your time with unnecessary energy expenditures. I distinctly remember a point because, um, you know, and, and anybody who's like kind of tuned in or sees what I do, uh, I, I, I'm known for my legacy playthroughs where mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the most popular or the two most popular, like the PlayStation legacy. And it was the Metal Gear Solid legacy. So I was going through and playing literally every Metal Gear Solid game. And it was somewhere around the time of me playing um, Peace Walker that I started to get a little burnout. Mm -hmm. on it because i was i had played you know at that point this was the fourth game that i had done when i played metal gear solid 5 it was fine like i that one because it's just great gameplay and it's super engaging it's a lot of fun uh but when i got to like sons of liberty i was so uh no excuse me guns of the patriots god i always do that when i got to the <laughs> final game when i got to metal gear solid 4 i was so fucking burnt out and tired of doing metal gear solid yeah. and that is my favorite franchise uh, yeah. video game franchise of all time is metal gear solid um i love it so much i'm so connected with it i mean i've got my david hater autograph there david haters one of the guys that made me like realize like i could do voice acting um but i was so burnt out on it i was so tired of it because it was like it it took up I, I, I was always locked in like because my initially I was like on specific days. I do specific things that way people know they can tune in. It's like when yeah. you watch a TV show, you know, at nine o'clock, you know, Wednesday nights, you can tune in and watch the like. But I started to get burnout. And then I realized I was like, man, I'm tired of locking myself mm -hmm. into these long yeah. ass legacy like it take, uh, you know, I, I wanted to just play something and beat it. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to beat something. So yeah. I, uh, you know, I just started playing Bloodborne. 
because I was like, I want to play fucking Bloodborne. And I did. And it was at that moment where I was like, I can do those things. I don't need to be like beholden to those things. And I just want to stream what I want to stream when I want to stream. I think there is also, if somebody has not streamed before or they're considering content creation in any regard, the one thing that I would toss out there is the reminder I want to give anybody is you are not playing games on a stream for your own personal enjoyment. Yes. And you, if you really want to engage with the game emotionally, um, you got to play that game offline. Yep. Uh, there and there are games that I that I want to emotionally engage. It's like I will never, I never, to my knowledge, like bought a game and then played it on stream because I want to experience that by myself first. Um, but when you're playing it, you aren't experiencing it the same way you would when you're playing. So I never considered streaming to be like me playing the game because the the experience that I had was totally different. Totally different in the way that I inter- interfaced with the game and I thus interfaced with people who might be there. Yeah. Yeah. I could agree with that. You know, I whenever Final Fantasy 7 remake part 1 came out, I remember specifically that was the one game that I was like I'm not going to stream this. Um my first playthrough yep i I literally did the same thing i'm going to play it offline i want to experience it um authentically to to myself um and that one really was special to me because i remember final fantasy 7 was one of the first games that i remember watching my stepdad play um and like just really like loving every aspect of as a viewer doing that so when it came out and it's all flashy and everything I sat down with with my son and we played the first, you know, through the first chapter together where so you're fighting fun. the scorpion and all that stuff. Um, and then after that, you know, he went to bed and I stayed up and, you know, kept playing through. Um, but like that, that game specifically is one that I, I had to play off stream. And I'm so glad that I did because there were so many like big moments that I, I just felt like as a fan, I could just like let myself go in Um and I, you know, it's hard because I remember watching like some of the YouTube compilations of like, excuse me, um, other big name streamers or creators on YouTube that would like play through and like react to certain big moments. And I would have loved to have had like my own reaction to that stuff. Yeah. I probably just could have recorded it and had the same thing. Um, but like, I think that there's something that's cool and unique about someone who already has like, a well-established audience like Sarah Key or Unalesca Games, who are like known Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy creators. Um, but like me and all seven people that care about the stuff that I put out, you know, half of them don't even care about Final Fantasy. So I, it just, it wouldn't feel right to me to share that moment. So I had to do that solo. No, no that, that's uh, literally why I didn't. Because when it came out at that time, I, I was still relatively small and i was like you know with how much final fantasy 7 means to me i mean for christ's sake i i have a tattoo on my chest of it um you know i i was like i want it for me and i that i was at that point in streaming where i i was still like really weird about playing video games that i wasn't streaming because i was like no if i'm I'm playing a game i should be streaming now i don't give a fuck i'm playing stuff all the time off stream like i've been playing like civilization six and it's like i could stream that i don't want to because it's like fucking boring (laughs) you know it's just me playing civ uh you know it's like i i play a lot of hades off stream i play a lot of stuff off stream now that i didn't used to do that with because i've gotten to the point where i'm like 
that's okay. I can do that. I don't have to stream everything. It's okay to just kick back and play games and not be like, hey, guys, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think that is the thing that people should be reminded of, like play games for yourself. Off yes. You don't have to stream everything. It took fact, me a long time to, yeah. to get to that point and realize that that was a thing that was like, nah, this is okay. Because you do get in that mindset and that of like, you never know what could pop off for you. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, I'm going to play some Hades, but Hades could be like that one thing that like 40 people come in and, you I, know, and eventually I just, I was like, I don't give a fuck. People are going to come I in if they want. remember um, when I used to stream on Mixer at the start of uh, 2020, right? This is 2021. Yes. Okay. At Wait, the start what's of Mixer? Mixer um, <laughs> was that. I'm going back to Mixer. <laughs> Mixer was this for those of you who are um, unaware that are that are that are going to be listening to this, you know, um, was a streaming platform that was owned by Microsoft, and it was pretty much a garbage shoot. Um, it didn't have the features that Twitch had, um, but at, really, to be fair, nothing had what Twitch has, and still to this day, I think yeah, still nothing doesn't. has what Twitch has um, as far as a streaming platform. But Mixer is now gone. They were absorbed by Facebook Gaming. Um, um, but at the height of Mixer was when uh, Ninja and Shroud and um, someone else, King King Goliathin, I think, um, were were basically bought from Twitch and moved exclusively to Mixer, which was those are the guys that won. Which was a great deal for them because they streamed for like seven or eight months and made millions because Microsoft broke the contract so they made millions of dollars for seven or eight months of work and then just went back to whatever their streaming platform was both of them was twitch um or king goliath was youtube but the other two were the, the big the big names were, were twitch um but um mixer had this great feature for like helping promote smaller streamers right and big streamers on mixer were like five to six to seven hundred i think only a couple were like 12 1300 at a time right but like a big streamer on mixer was not even in the four digits um but i remember myself as a streamer on mixer had you know two or three viewers kind of like twitch for a bit but i was playing apex or i was playing um um what's another PUBG, and they had these like god high- PUBG. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah they had these great um um hype channels on mixer that if you were playing that game, if that was like your registered game and it seemed, I don't know what algorithm they use, but it seemed like you were close to winning that game and you had the best statistical odds of winning that game. Mixer had a dedicated channel that was like a hundred to 300 people watching that channel. They would just raid whatever streamer was about Dang, to win. Interesting. Um, and I remember one time I got raided on Mixer for like 200 and something people I went from two to like 220 like that. Um, and I, I lost, the, I won the game, but I died. So I didn't do anything. Like as soon as they came in, I'm just like, oh my God, this is crazy. And got distracted. <laughs> dead. Dead. And then I'm like, well, this is great. Thanks I'm, everybody. I'm, I promise you I'm better than what you just saw. And then like, as soon as. Um, soon did they as call won, you, a, did they call you a piece of shit and leave? I mean, a couple people. So no, because they weren't watching 
me they were watching the hype channel which just ah, gave all of its viewers to me gotcha but as soon as the hype channel went to someone else they all went with Vanish. it yeah they could choose to follow or they could choose to stay but most of the time they just follow the the hype did um, you fi- did you find that you achieved like increase in viable and measurable followership after that no no, no. um like i had a couple follows from it because we won and because after you win, you know, on Apex, it says, like, here's how many kills, here's how much damage, whatever. Like, so my numbers were good. My live performance was not. But, I mean, you have those people that are like, all right, this guy seems like he might be watchable, so I'll follow. And then it was like, I don't know, three weeks later, they're like, hey, Mixer's, uh, you know, putting the kibosh on it. And I just went back to Twitch. So, um, um I, I think one thing that we should definitely cover because we haven't yet is um, the impact and the importance of the hot tub meta oh, and yes. breaking <laughs> down that. I just literally yes. love saying hot tub meta because when I saw that the first time I was like, this is the fucking stupidest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> that somebody's referring to the popularity of something being streamed as a meta. Yeah. Um, it was please, please start. I can I can talk about this forever. <laughs> uh, so first and foremost, like I remember when like the hot tub thing blew up and and became like super popular, which it's kind of not anymore. Like no. it's it's it, it it crested. Like it was the yeah. hot. It, it's very similar to Fall Guys, Among Us, um, Phantasmophobia. Like it's like here's the super hot thing for like five minutes and then it's over. Yep. Um, but I remember when it, it kind of popped off. And here's the thing. I don't give a shit. I don't care. You want to be in a hot tub and you're making money and you're getting follows, subscriptions, bits, donated. Cool. Good yeah. for you. If I was super sexy, I, I would fucking try and, you know, make that a thing too. Um, so, like, I don't care. It has no effect on me. But what the thing that I did um, get bothered by was the reaction that I saw amongst other streamers, particularly like small streamers who were so fucking mad. It's so angry. And then the other side of it is smaller streamers who were like trying to break it down and analyze and okay, well, what's like the, the, the dynamics and the, you know, the numbers and the breakdown and grandma, I, I distinctly remember, you having a conversation with somebody on Twitter about this where you were like, it's really not hard to figure out why this is a thing that's popular mm-hmm. right now. Oh, it, and, know, and they were exactly. Yep. Yeah. And they were like, no, no, but there's gotta be something more than just that. And you're like, and I kind of believe I chimed in. I was like, no, Graham's right. It, it's pretty obvious why this is a popular yeah. thing. Um, because a lot of the hot tub streamers were also had a large presence on OnlyFans. So I equated it to like you're looking at a restaurant's menu and being like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to have that. And then you you order the meal. Well, um, I also think there's a certain value. And we were talking earlier about and you know what? I'm going to be a conspiracy theorist here. Uh, it also feeds right back into that small streamer mindset. There are people who hate watch that kind of stuff because yep. of success. Oops, and a lot so of the bad. hate watches come from these small streamers who are like who are like Call of Duty streamers. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but you no. have to separate yourself. Just identify that if you're playing a really popular game, 
live in the shit and be like, you know what? I'm just playing this because I'm having a good time playing the game. Like, I don't mm-hmm. expect, I don't magically expect yeah. the viewers to pour to me because no one in a hot tub is stealing, stealing views. Yes. <laughs> no, they're not know, at all. Not from, not from, um, not from young dude who's just trying to play Call of Duty, and if he gets pissed about it, all of a sudden it's like, all these women are ruining my Twitch experience. That's like, the thing that no. always got me, <laughs> where I'm like, and this is something that I, I think is important to say, not all viewership is created equal. Oh, no. Not, you know, and I say that off of like, especially with the three of us, this is, a, I think, a prime example of that. Um, we were in essentially the same community, had a lot of the same people who would tune in, but there were people who would, they maybe they were Graham's audience and they would follow me, but they would never come and watch my streams. Like yeah. if Graham rated me, they would be coming in. But other than, and, and same thing with, with rants is like, just because like we had a connection, that didn't guarantee that like each individual audience was tuning in and and that's the thing i think people need to understand is like not all viewership is created equal just because somebody is tuning into a hot tub stream doesn't mean they're going to tune in to watch you play call of duty shittily like that's just not a thing necessarily they're not stealing anything from you and also they haven't cracked some magical code to figure out like how to get a big spike in viewership it's pretty obvious why it works yeah yeah and Rance, it looks like you have something to say before I before I go off on my tangent. No, I was just going to say, uh, you know, also these things also come with a flow of like other other cultural changes in our world as well, right? Like I feel like the hot tub streams, the reason it became quote unquote meta is also because of us being in the midst of a pandemic mm-hmm. where – uh, a pri- you know, Twitch is primarily a white male presence that while yes. they may be pi- a white cis male presence that while they may be pissed at these hot sub streamers, they're also watching it for a very specific reason. Um, and we know what that reason is exactly the, the risk hands reason. with benjamin franklin yes indeed and I, um, honestly i'm just more concerned that you guys go like this and not like this. That, oh, okay, yeah, oh, like, we uh, well, yeah, I, I'm a, a stranger. I'm a, yeah, now I'm a left-hand inverted oh, guy. Okay, um, and that also <laughs> that at, I'm those things have begun falling the wayside because now people are no longer looking for like that kind of entertainment to be a uh, a vicarious external experience. Like, yes, ever people are going back to work. Um, I don't got to watch people in hot tubs because now people can go if they want to go to a hot tub, they can go. Yeah. So I think there's the, a certain the, the beach the beach is open again. Yes. Yeah, so I think there is a certain amount of like, uh, you know, that has died not just to people being like outraged about it, but also because uh, people can just go do that shit on their own now. It's yeah. fair. So, so we we look at, um, and I know Mick, you said this earlier, but you know, people have like fallen off throughout the years, and you mm. have to look at the fact that we were all home for a bit. The world has opened back up. A lot of these people that have dropped off. Um, and more recently, because I know, like, I would say, like, early to middle this year, people that have dropped off are people that try to keep it going after the, the huge fallouts and everything. Um, but life got back to normal. But these people, a lot of them didn't have a solid foundation anyway, right? Yeah. Like, I think that a lot of these people, these were like their first real friendships. 
Um, and when they kind of fell apart, they were mentally distraught. Whereas, you know, mm -hmm. I have a very fortunate, but I have a lot of good friends and family that I, you know, connect with. And I cherish these online relationships, like the two of you and a handful of others. Um, but it's not like, yeah, but it's, but, it, but it's not like I needed all of my Twitch friendships to be real friendships right. the way that yeah. other people did. Um, now in regards to the, to the hot tub stuff, a lot of times I'm, I'm pretty like Switzerland about, um, arguments because I believe that multiple people have valid points. Yeah. Not everyone's as smart as I am. And I just have to accept that. Right. Um, and I, and I say that not sincerely, I, I say that as I'm a relatively dumb guy. Um, but in a country where the national average is way down here, I'm a relatively smart guy. <laughs> You're a very uh, smart guy. Don't yeah. care. Um, I, for someone who is is uh, got a high school diploma and a give them hell attitude, I feel like I'm doing all right. So it's all um, you need. <laughs> but um, so the hot tub meta, right? It's a thing because, like you said, the, a lot of these streamers also have an OnlyFans or a Patreon yeah. or some something that they're going to promote outside of just Twitch. Twitch is where you can go and see it a, a kind of free, as well as the live view and that's what twitch really is or youtube gaming or facebook gaming it's it's all about the live experience where it's not recorded it's not the glamour shot it is the i still have the lights and the makeup and the camera and all this stuff yeah but if i mess up i mess up like yeah. that's what people watch live streaming for yes is the authenticity of like this is as close to a real relationship as i can have um without having to physically be there yeah um and the, and the hot tubs, it sells because it's live. What if there's a nip slip? What if, right. radiance, you know, what if, right. yeah. um, you know, what if it's just in the moment and like uh, the, all the subs and stuff are coming in and everything gets really exciting versus like, I'm just going to splash around on a hot tub on a YouTube video. It's because it's live and it's sex sells. And it, like, obviously, yeah. and throughout history, sex sells yeah right oh and and yes you can go to insert website here obviously the hub is the, the best one to go to but you can go to insert site here and see a lot of stuff for free with high high quality cameras you yeah. know professional actors and actresses um there's also something that is that normalizes it about oh i watch it on twitch so it can't be it's not really pornography yeah uh and there's uh, a lot of like justification that goes into that and, and I'm, I'm all about like sex workers do your thing like oh, literally yeah. you deserve to be recognized and and supported as real work um but there was definitely a part of it that was like feeding into these these guys who are watching and even them they're like well this isn't really i'm totally fine i watch this and also be mad about it i, I no. think there's uh also uh Graham, you, you kind of touched on this a little bit, and, and and I think you definitely hit the nail on the head of the hype about how there is that hype and that live experience of like people, you know, oh, man, there's bits flying around, there's subs flying around people. That is like a real thing that people get super excited about. Yeah. Um, I, I distinctly remember uh, a, a friend of mine. Uh, well, they're both my friends, but uh, husband and wife and the uh, husband. He hadn't started his career job yet, mm -hmm. and the wife had, and she would get up to get ready to go to work at 5 a.m., and she told me, she was like, yeah, one time I got up, it was like 5 a.m., my husband was still awake 
because he had been watching a Twitch stream and he had said, and it wasn't like a hot tub stream. This was years ago. Um, and he said that it was so high levels of hype. I was afraid I was going to miss something. Yeah. So I didn't want to stop watching, yeah. ignoring the fact that there are VODs that he could have gone to bed and come back later. But it was like, no, that moment that like everybody was hyped up and yep. he's not even like donating anything. He's just observing it and yeah. watching it. But it was so hype that he couldn't pull himself away. So yeah. like, I think that's a big thing. I think another thing even to make it, I guess, a little more innocent is and let, let's be objective. When is the last time that you have comfortably been able to walk up to a pretty girl in a bikini and have a conversation and not have her be like, what the fuck? Get away from me. Or like have it be an awkward or weird situation where you could just safely be like, hey, how are you today? Um, so I, I assume what you mean is is like strangers. Yes, right? that's like, what I mean. Not like um, you know, significant others. And in, in 2021, I don't think that I could. Yeah. I, I think unless they have a bathing suit that is like got some sort of print on it that I can relate to, um, that I'm specifically talking about the print of the bathing yeah. suit, <laughs> I don't think that I would I would engage with a stranger female in a baby, uh, in a, in a baby. And, 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 and with a baby. baby. Yeah, with a baby. <laughs> I would even, I would even venture to say, uh, you know, <laughs> I would even venture to say even changing, changing that word around. I, I don't even know if in 2021 that I should. And that's a, I think that's a good thing, right? Like, yeah. like what, um, and so this gives these people a chance to engage on that level in a way that they wouldn't. Yeah. And that they shouldn't at the same time. Like there is this sense of objectification that's occurring. And that these, you know, these guys who are watching this, and I am saying guys for the most part, because I am making a distinction here. Yeah. You know, for the most part, are certainly experiencing some kind of vicarious thing, uh, feeling uh from this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I I I I I love I, talking about the meta is very weird to me. It, it, it's <laughs> so weird. I it's putting lipstick on a pig. It's like let, let's call it like it is, man. We we understand why, by and large, not like it's a hundred percent this, but it's like by and large we understand that. Yeah. I, I think like when you start bringing up the discussion of like the meta and trying to apply. Uh, analytical data and specific things to it you're you're fighting a losing battle yeah, i always yeah. tell people twitch streaming not necessarily just twitch it's chaos it's chaos yep. and luck you have no idea what's gonna pop off when yeah. it's gonna pop off mm -hmm. you have no idea what's gonna make people excited you you don't know like literally none of us know we've seen streamers killing it with this one game that game isn't popular yep yeah even it just the, happens even look the conversations that have popped up over the past two or three months now about especially given uh all of activision the accusations on activision the things that have come out because of the sexual harassment also they're like union busting you saw this and and it, and it was related to that but it was also related to hackers in their games as well like the yeah. call of duty streamership dropped and people were jumping over to apex legends they were they were going back to Fortnite, and that of course fluctuated their viewership as well and you saw people jumping to these old games regardless of their own personal uh belief system because it got them viewers and that was what people knew about yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with like World of Warcraft. There was uh, even yep. before the accusations, yep. there was a mass movement to Final Fantasy uh, 14 because people just were like, hey, I'm not really digging this expansion now or like I've done everything I can. Yep. Oh, hey, Final Fantasy has like free up to level 60 or whatever. Yep. And you saw people shifting over again before all the, you know, stuff went down that went down and then you had asmongold jump over yep asmongold is a huge wow streamer brought over an entire group of other streamers and other like viewers and players that are like yes we also this looks like a lot of fun Um, yeah so it it literally um i think about um not fall guys um um among us yeah among us was a game that had been out for like a year and a half two years almost before it got popular, it took one streamer to play that, like one big streamer to play this game, and like it looked fun. It exploded and it, it exploded, right? And sometimes, like you, you have to realize as a creator, if you're putting all your eggs into one basket and that basket breaks, you don't have anything. You know, it's true. you have you have to have a game plan, plan A, B, C, or you just have to diversify. Um, and kind of, you know, be able to put yourself in a position that you're not all in on one spot. Yeah. All right. So we've covered, you know, how, how, how we met. We've kind of talked about, you know, the streaming specifically, talked a little bit about writing, a little bit how the similarities between the writing community and the streaming community with, you know, promoting your product or your, your stream or your book, et cetera. Right. Um, kind of talked about like some advice for people that are getting into it new, talked about social media engagement. Um, and the last thing I want to touch on social media engagement is that mine is very funny because it is next to dead on Twitter now. So I used to get a fair amount of engagement on Twitter. I don't think I can tell you the last time that I tweeted anything that got more than like five interactions between comments or likes. Um, and it's funny because a lot of the same people still follow me and are still active. It's just that there's like this new mindset of, all right, cool. I see it. I acknowledge it. Move on. There's not the need for social pageantry, which I appreciate. But now, like the, my the best engagement that I get on social media is from Instagram and Snapchat. Instagram. I really enjoy your one. your uh, your beer review videos. Yeah, and I, I was I was telling Rance about that. I was like, I get, I do almost daily um, with with the beard oil stuff right now, but like with my my beer reviews, I do like once or twice a week. And those get a lot of attention. Like I've had six people. We know one of them. Um, I got these burgers that he will now send me his own beer reviews in my style. Nice. And like, I, I love it. And like, that is the best engagement that I get is like, Hey, I'm going to do this beer review or I'm going to rub this, this beard product in my face yeah. or like use this comb or whatever. And people really respond well to those one yep. minute short bursts. And I think like, I don't think there's a meta to what I'm doing, but I do think that people like short digestible content. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Same way that they like short digestible bursts of a video game. Mm -hmm. Um, So like to me, I am shifting a lot of my content, like my streams on YouTube. I had one good stream where I had like a decent amount of concurrent views. And I say decent as in like five or six. Right. Um, the last stream I did Friday night where I was streaming COD, I think I had, and YouTube does it a little differently than Twitch does. Um, I can see how many people clicked on the video. I can see how many playbacks that video has had while it's live and what the average viewership is 
for the video. So like I had um, a total of like 40 clicks on, on my thing. Right. Which was great for me as far as like people clicking on my stuff. Um, but my average viewership was only like two and a half minutes because most people would click watch for five or 10 seconds and then bounce, and then, which is, which yep. is fine. And it's, I was telling Rance the other night, it's very humbling to see that, to see that like, yes, I'm getting clicked on and I can capitalize on what I'm getting clicked on, but I need to work on retaining those views now. And now I can set myself up for that. And the truth is, is that I either have to be on all the time, which I don't want to be, that sounds exhausting, or I just need to kind of change the way that I present my content in a way that grabs them and then keeps them. Yeah. Um, it gives you it gives you these identifiable and quantifiable ways that you can influence the spread of your content and identify where it is that you want to find that like you want to find that net to catch people. Okay, yeah. so now they show how do I how do I keep them past that two minute mark? And that's a really cool that's part of the, that goal setting you were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's not about views right now. If I can take one view and turn it into a five minute view. Yes. Um, and, if, and then turn two into a five minute view and so on and so forth. And if you can if so I think in the beginning, the big thing is getting clicked on. When we talk about what Mick said earlier about all viewership is not equal, it's not. I don't believe that women are gonna have more success on streaming platform than men. Right. that's not what i'm saying no um that's not a, it's not a good argument because you look yeah. at the top 10 streamers on twitch and they're all men uh, i think eight of, eight of them are white men you know what i mean um but in the beginning as a as a brand new smaller creator getting clicked on is the most important thing yep right yep. because if you get clicked on a hundred times and three of those people follow you mm-hmm. and continue to watch. That's that's a win. Right? Absolutely. But if you Absolutely. get but if you get clicked on four or five times and the same ratio um, don't follow you, you might have one for every four or five. You might get clicked on a hundred times, mm-hmm. but none of them care, right? But it might take you three times, four times, five times as long to get a hundred clicks. Yeah. yeah. In the, in the beginning, getting clicked on is the big thing. Um, and once you realize that you found an algorithm to get the clicks, now you have to worry about how do I retain? Because you only have, I think uh, Devin Nash or Harris Heller Alpha Gaming said between three and seven seconds is all that it takes for a person to realize I want to continue to yep. watch this or mm, on to the next one. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. The same, same way as like chat roulette or Omegle or et cetera. Yep. Like you have a very small window of opportunity to retain someone. Did you literally just say Omegle? Yeah. You know, like when you have a one in two chance of seeing a penis. Uh, it's more like a one in one chance of seeing a penis. I, I, haven't, I haven't been on since 2011, 2012. So I let's, that. let me tell so you many a quick, penises. Let me tell you a quick story about that. I used to play. Uh, it's not something uh, our friend Sean and Monica have been talking about here. Used to play a game where when we were first, we both built our computers and we were playing Apex a lot. This is back in like right when Apex came out. He and I were trying to find ways to amuse ourselves between games because attention span. We would jump on uh, Omega. <laughs> we would put our and see who can see a penis first, right? Yep. And <laughs> one day we found each other. <gasps> Did you show each other your penis? <laughs> no, 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 no. We weren't. It was just our best <laughs> opportunity. It was just our faces. But one day we found. <laughs> we were laughing so hard about it because it's so interesting that like we just happened to connect there. 
so that was that's, that's funny. To me. If you're playing games, if you're playing games, you need something to do between it. See if you can find a penis on a nagel. Yeah. Um, to kind of touch on what you said, uh, Graham, you know, to follow up what I said about like not audiences are created equal. Um, uh, I and I agree. I, I'm not saying like, oh, well, women have an easier time, uh, but it is like consider yourself and consider what you are as a person and then consider your potential pool of audience that you have yes. from that. Uh, and by that, I mean, like, as, as it stands, I'm a, you know, cis, straight, white, male. Uh, you know, I have a beard, I have glasses. I look like, just on a quick glance, a lot of other, you know, dudes yeah. that, that look like me or whatever. And let's say I'm playing Final Fantasy Four. My reach, based on a glance, whatever it may be, is going to be different than, say, like a queer person of color, you know, or just like a person of color or, you know, somebody who falls into the LGBTQ spectrum. Like, it's not to say it's easier for them or harder for me. It's just a different audience. It, it, yes. You know, we tend to, as humans, for the most part, seek out what we see in the mirror, you yeah. know, or, or we want to see ourselves represented. It's why, you know, like certain things are so important, like Black Panther is so important because, you know, young people of color can see themselves as a hero on the screen. And that's amazing. It's why like Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, these things are successful young women can look and see these characters yes and that's important because representation, representation is important matters yes but it crosses into streaming as well because and i'm not saying that like a different you know someone who's different from me wouldn't tune in because i do i have kind of a variety of people of you know races and creeds and backgrounds and all that that tune into my stream however that's why certain tags exist you yes. know if you're you know, British or Latino or whatever, you, or, you know, gay or bi or whatever, you can put these tags because for some people that that's important to them because yes. they identify this is a space that I can go to. Yes. That yes. is, is going to be good for me and comfortable for me, you know? Yeah. So and that's just something I think people need to take into consideration instead of getting upset and being like, well, they're just blah, blah, blah. No, just evaluate who you are, what you're putting out there and understand that people are different and that's not an advantage, an advantageous thing. Right. It, it's just the reality is like, I, it's different. And I'll admit in the beginning, I didn't quite understand it myself. And as mm. I, you know, kind of came around more and, and talked to more people of different mindsets than myself, I realized um, that, white men especially cis white men that are heterosexual don't need tags because there's a million to one ratio of us yeah throw a rock I mean? you'll hit 10. I, yeah exactly i don't need tags to find a million other people yeah like like this you know and like me as as a viewer i've never sought out like let me find another white dude no um to to watch i just i say this is the game i want to watch go um or like this is the type of content i'm looking for go and I'll tune in and I'll watch for a few seconds and see, but you know, again, it's not hard to find other people like me creating content. Yeah. Right? Um, so to the, to the people that 
their their representation matters for them, and that, I think that it, it absolutely should. You need to be able to filter that out. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it also extends to a little bit, and we we've seen this lately with like all the the hate raids, which is fucking terrible, Ugh. and things like that. Yeah. But it's also understanding that sometimes these people are seeking it out because they want to make sure that the space that they are going into is welcoming. So they're not just necessarily looking for, ooh, who's playing Final Fantasy Tactics? Unfortunately, we have an advantage that we don't have to worry about like, oh, let me vet this person and make sure that like they're not like a fucking terrible hate-minded individual we have the benefit being straight white men that we can kind of just be like ah, whatever i will watch the game but unfortunately some people don't share that advantage yeah and that's why it is important for that representation and for that space i've just i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of uh creators get frustrated and and look the frustration is valid. Like it sucks. You feel like you're putting in all this work, you know, I'm live, I'm promoting, I'm doing all these things. Cause like, I'm sure there's people out there who are listening to me right now say, well, Nick, you know, I'm on the social media. I'm, I'm doing everything right. And like, nobody's tuning in, man. And it's not fair because this guy over here. And it's like, you got to take a step back and evaluate and start looking at everything else. What's your setup like? Do you have a good camera? Do you have a good microphone? Do you have a good layout? Do you have, you know, good alerts? Like, what are the things that you can control and improve? Yes. yes. Because those other things are out of your control, so you shouldn't even worry about them. Yep. 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 Um, so, hey, I know I know, we're getting pressed for time. Rance, you got to go. So, we'll go ahead and jump to the last one. Um, what are we all working on? Rance, I'll let you go first. What do you what do you got going on right now? What do you want to promote? What do you have in the pipe that you want to talk about? A lot uh, because that's just who I am. So I love content creation, but usually it's anymore. It's not on Twitch. Um, So obviously I'm going to hold it up. My book, His Ragged Company, is currently out, um, available on Kindle and paperback. Um, That is a thing. It's a series that I began that I am working on. That is there. Uh, Also, I run, I am one half of the Quarantine Book Club podcast. You find it at thequarantinebookclub.com. And I'm happy to say that we are starting up a new branch of that called something along the line of the Quarantine Movie Club featuring a third member. Hey, Mick Arcade. It's me. Nice. <laughs> I, I'm I am he. I am they. <laughs> so uh so I'm looking forward to, to doing that. We're also doing QBC conversations, which I'm talking with um authors one-on-one about their works and a little more like less comedy, more focused around that work. Uh, nice. and just sort of analyzing it. I think it's a little more niche, uh, you know, a little more niche audience, but it's there if books are your thing and and talking about books in a in an you know, in a uh in a literary way is important to you there you go so that's what i got going on nice mick what you got man uh, again similar to rants so much stuff <laughs> um you know i am going to be a part of the quarantine movie club which i'm very excited i actually have another podcast that's kind of in the works that's going to be video game focused but it's in the real early stages of of that so i can't really go too much into that uh i'm streaming on twitch twitch.tv slash mick arcade um if you enjoyed my shit takes here today come on to the 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 stream (laughs) and you can enjoy them more uh i am actually uh a part of fateful encounters which is a dungeons and dragons group uh that is on twitch.tv slash fateful 
underscore encounters. Uh, and it's four days a week. It's uh, everything's going to start kicking off uh, the first week of October. This will be Monday through Thursday. Uh, you wow. will find me on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays, I'll be playing Curse of Strahd. We'll be part of that campaign. I'm not DMing. I am playing. I am a character. Nice. Uh, a thing Mick wants to do. I know. <laughs> it's I so good. I'm so excited. Uh, and that. Thursdays is kind of like the community stream. Uh, and the way that works is we have like a round table of individuals from Fateful Encounters and we discuss different Dungeons and Dragon topics. That's awesome. um, yeah. We'll do cool. like different, uh, like we're going to, we have like a watch along of uh, something that I can't spoil planned. Uh, that's like really bad, but we're going to do a watch along <laughs> kind of like a riff track thing of it. Uh, we got a lot of really fun things planned for that. And that's the deck of many fates. It's very excited for that. Um, even though I'm sure Rance forgot about this. Uh, I'm also a voice actor and I'm because uh, he forgot that I exist and I do voices. Um, but that's actually something that I, uh, I'm in the process of working on my reel. Hopefully I'll have that done this week. Uh, so I'll be putting that out there, trying to get some work uh, because that's, that's what it's about. It's about doing funny voices into a microphone and hopefully somebody pays me money to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. And the, the, the D and D, the, the round table thing sounds really cool. I'm going to definitely, it does. Like, it does. It's um it, it's it's great and the cool thing about Fateful Encounters too is even though like it is Twitch like there is a podcast form of it that you can tune yeah. in and listen to the campaign there's YouTube channels so there's like so many ways that you can tune in and hear the content where you're not necessarily beholden to like well at this time on this day uh and, and that's like the really cool thing about it is like expanding it to where there are multiple ways to consume and absolutely enjoy. Yeah. accessibility and consumption is yes. really important yeah. and, uh, and, and it's I, a great I, group of people yeah good and i think that's i think that's like the, the key takeaway right is that there's multiple mediums of content creation it's not just streaming yeah it's just what i think the three of us have in common for sure um but get out there work on your craft work on you um do it um uh, the only thing that i really have going on is um aside from this being the first episode of a ongoing series just self-titled grammatically correct because i want everyone to hear my always correct opinion even <laughs> when it's not um i hope that it's at least entertaining so um i know that the next episode of this i don't know when i'm gonna record i don't know who my my co-host will be but i've had in um on this long list of topics that i want to talk about um my second episode has to be focused around the number two so it's going to be poop related yes. and public bathroom etiquette related um, and I, I am going to talk about this at length because I have literally jot like as these things happen to me at work or at insert location here, I jot them down somewhere. Or I like text myself these things and I'm like, don't forget this. Cause this is a topic worth talking about. This is very um, important. You might be able to find co-hosts on Omegle. Yeah. I, how uh, many, just ask you know, somebody the first dick you see be like, what do you think about poop? Yeah. Etiquette? Are you in a bathroom right now? <laughs> <laughs> is that where you're showing me this? Penis? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, so the, the podcast is going to be the, the big thing. Um, I'm trying to dabble with some video editing for some other things. Um, streaming is, is um, exciting to me, but really what I, the content that I want to put out is more for the podcast and then start taking my um, beer reviews and other product reviews and just start reviewing other things for like five, 10 minutes, as opposed to like 60 seconds or less. Yeah. Um, so like small games or movies or TV shows or um, like this COD beta that just came out. So that's nice. my plan for the future. A lot of it will be hosted here on the YouTube channel. So if um, you know, 
we'll see. Um, just for your guys' essay, I will include the links to all the stuff whenever I get this out so that anyone can can click on anything. Um, so, guys, thank awesome. you both so much yeah. for being here. It's, it's yeah, great thanks. to talk to you both. Um, Make it really. It's good. It's good to see you again. It's good to talk. Yeah, it's to good you. to see you too, buddy. Um, I I was very happy to to be a part of this. I mean, I I always like to say that like I I I don't claim that I have the path for anybody, but the reason I've always liked doing stuff like this is my hope is that somebody learns from the many many mistakes that mm-hmm. I've made, yeah. and, and and it helps them because ultimately on, they they make one less mistake and go on to make many more. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that that's all this is. It's like I said, it's chaos and luck and, mm-hmm. and you're going to make mistakes. I'm not the same person that I was. I don't think any of us are, you know, no. you're not the same uh, content creator that you are in the beginning. You like know. you're, it's a constant flux and change and I'll be different, you know, three, four months from the, from the road now, you know? Yeah. And I, I can't wait to see what, what that looks like. Same guys. Same. Thank you both so very much. Thanks Graham. Um, Thanks Mick. You. Thanks um, guys. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yes. And with that, We are out.